In this world, is the destiny of mankind controlled by some transcendental entity or law? Is it like the hand of God hovering above? At least it is true that Ryan, Steve, and Joey have no control, even over their own show. Welcome to No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk Podcast! Today on No Guts, No Glory, Volume 1, Chapter 2, The Brand. All right, hey everyone. Hey, it's normal, normal voice. Uh, Welcome to a Monday night record, a classic Monday night bi-weekly record. Uh, Not sure if it's top or bottom, but it is bi for sure. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I saw a great, uh, little meme video today mm-hmm. and it was uh, a guy walking. It was a fan of our other podcast, probing ancient aliens, but it was a guy walking on the street and he was like, I'm not gay. I'm not straight. I'm by, by myself. And then he just walked <laughs> off alone, <laughs> but his ass was, he rode off on his, uh, or he's walking away, but his pants were down his ass. Oh yeah. <laughs> And then the guts theme starts playing yeah, as he yeah. wanders into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, um, I am Joey. Uh, this is Ryan. Hello, next to Ryan me. here. Uh, Steve is not here tonight. He had some uh, personal issues to take care of, but uh, he will be back next week, uh, or sorry, next episode as usual. Um, I'm not seeing the little sound lines. I'm going to assume we're recording here, but. Uh, Maybe because this isn't expanded all the way, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's freaking me out a little bit. Wait, hold on. I'm going to pause this real quick. <laughs> and we're back, even though we never left. We had to make sure we were actually getting sound. And now I have the safety of the little Zencaster sound waves going here. It's kind of <laughs> like a paranormal investigation where they play back the uh, the deep frequencies of the sound files because they want to hear the ghost voices coming through and clangs and things like that. So. Yes, but it's all in our head. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not crazy yet. <laughs> have a uh, side note. Ever do you do, have you ever watched any of like the paranormal shows on like Travel Channel, like Ghost Adventures, anything like that? I haven't. I don't think I've watched a full episode ever, mm-hmm. but I have seen a bunch of clips of those. Yeah. Um, most of them at two a.m. Uh, but <laughs> baked out of my it, mind. It really enhanced the experience to be just scared shitless in the dark yeah. in my room, um, <laughs> watching these you know weird sounds coming from the devices. Yep. But yeah, <laughs> never watched a full episode. Yeah, Steve and I have been on a paranormal investigation before. That's... Technically two. But uh, it was at the David Omen house in on Cielo Drive, which is where the Manson murders were. Mm. And there's a an Orange County based ghost hunting crew called OC Ghosts and Legends that we did a uh, like an, a group of like a big group event thing. So huh. uh, it was it was definitely fun. We were still and to this day still a little skeptical about some of it, but some of it was um, uh, personal in the sense that like feeling things in your body, which. Ooh. Also, could just be geomagnetic anomalies because that whole canyon there is known for having weird electromagnetism fluxes, and you feel that in your body, right? There's nothing really uh, paranormal or spiritual about that, technically. But uh, 
Uh, anyway, we are here for No Guts, No Glory for Volume 1, Chapter 2. Uh, if you like this show, if you hear us, if you are, if you're on the Berserk Memes thread and you see the endless promotion that we're going to do probably in like a month's time or something, uh, give us a listen, give us a five-star review, uh, rating, I should stay on Apple podcasts. Give us a review if you want to as well, but, uh, tell your friends about us, subscribe to the show. We've already had with zero promotion and a placeholder logo. We've already had about a hundred people listen to this show, which yeah, is amazing. Shocking. Um, I mean, in it, we, we promoted it once or twice on, uh, Steve and my other podcasts, uh, probing ancient alien slash probing Gaia. Now we've kind of pivoted to different subject matter on that show, but, uh, uh, and we do have our first review who is a longtime listener of probing ancient aliens. Um, and we'll read that in a little bit, but, um, but yeah, thanks for all of you that have started listening to the show already and uh yeah we're stoked to be here it's it feels like a long time since just two weeks ago <laughs> it does kind of <laughs> but it was just two mondays ago but um oh i'm amped and ready for this yes um just like at uh all the sports games that you and i i'm sure have gone to when they they in the stadium they they play the y'all ready for this and everyone goes nuts except me who wants to blow my brains out because i hate the sense of community in sports um but uh <laughs> go, go back into your void voice i hate yeah. sports everything yeah. is the toxic world of sporting events and little leagues uh <laughs> but uh um we have a little bit of housekeeping to do here first off the most important thing this guy ryan right here that hey. is co-hosting the show with uh me he is the one responsible for the awesome violin intro that you heard. Aww. The cover of a, of a sign. I, I know you say it's sign two, but there's also sign three. There's also sign one. But Sign two is the best one. But uh, <laughs> and, I, and I listened to both of them side by side. And so sign uh, is a Susumi Hirasawa, the composer of all of the kind of the, the actual, I was going to say the visual berserk media. No, but all of the animated or... Um, video game berserk media he yes. does all the soundtracks to those and sign one two and three are from i think initially the the dreamcast game first or the playstation 2 game or something like yes that? Yeah. yes uh i i sadly have never played any of the berserk games but uh <laughs> while reading i just got into the, into the mood by listening to just on shuffle random berserk songs and yeah. sign two really stood out to me because of it's just it's power that it brought yeah. so i wanted to do that for our our little intro so, yeah it's yeah. no it's awesome we we layered ryan three times uh steve had his first little taste of music producing as opposed to just podcast producing so yeah uh but yeah it came out great so yeah i want to make sure and give ryan credit um and that it's just a it's a cover right it's not uh yeah. we didn't want to just play you know the soundtrack or something like that it's inspired by the amazing yeah. you know style of what he does now do you between sign two and sign three mm -hmm. i have a pretty good musical ear but i am not a musician 
uh, what is the what are the major differences between sign two and three? Because I couldn't really hear them, but also I think a lot of people don't know the difference and they're mislabeling this. Because sometimes I'm like, this is the same fucking song, mm. and it might have just been that guy's YouTube channel or something that it, you know it may be. called it sign, but it was actually sign two. But. Yeah, the the differences that I heard were um, most of the other versions of this song, whether called sign or the theme being somewhere else in another song, were yeah. always in a kind of a minor sound, mm. which was. A very depressing yeah, or yeah. like kind of almost like an evil is about to enter the oh, room yeah. sort of feeling yeah, yeah and this one very clearly was triumphant sounding with yeah. a little bit of melancholy so yeah. i like this um because that's what i you know take away from berserk is not just you know the melancholy but right. also the you know guts is fighting his way through and he, he keeps going so, yeah yeah um yeah that's just like today's chapter one. we have another chapter of uh Ooh, yes. puck watching our our big <laughs> sorted lad Eating just walking popcorn. away and yep. feeling kind of bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> just like the first uh, chapter. But um, but uh, yeah, we uh, if we ever do a Patreon for the show, if we ever get enough listenership to to dictate that, uh, we could definitely do like reviews of the soundtracks. Mm. Um, there's a great uh, podcast called You Talking You Too to Me. <laughs> and then they did a sequel podcast called you talking rem re me <laughs> okay and there it's two improv comedians one of them is scott ackerman who's a he's huge in the improv comedy world he actually owns and runs the earwolf uh, podcast network which is a huge comedy podcast network and then adam scott who did you ever watch parks and rec a uh, few episodes so like uh or or did you ever watch Step Brothers? um i, I know who Adam he's Scott the is. yeah okay <laughs> well thanks <laughs> I was for just gonna wait. me hanging out here. <laughs> you know keep going keep going <laughs> but yeah it's it's him their friends in uh in in life uh and in their career so they oh. but they're both huge u2 fans and huge rem fans so their podcast was going through every single u2 album and like reviewing each song they would make like a, their own little playlist anyway that was nice. a uh, as most of my ideas are for podcasts, uh, good segments ripped off from other better podcasts. But better we could from other yeah. podcasts. <laughs> but we could do that oh. with um, uh, <laughs> old Susumu-san's or Hirasawa-san's uh, uh, music. That would be fun. But um, oh, I also uh, have been wanting to get into his other music. And I remember I had the same thought back in the early 2000s when I was first into the Berserk soundtrack for the 97 anime. And... I remember going like, oh, like, and this is a, th- a me thing for sure. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the same. The mu- I mean, I, again, this that was 20 years ago, so I definitely want to revisit it. But like, it's not the same because I know, well, this doesn't have anything to do with the story or characters I like. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, it's just it's cool, but it's just kind of about whatever he wants it to be about, you know, but um, it's true. Yeah, but uh, it lost a little a little uh, meaning, meaningfulness. That's a word, right? Meaningfulness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to me but um uh we are not streaming on twitch tonight just because uh steve's out so i had to make sure everything was tip top in terms of sound quality and stuff so uh, i didn't want to throw twitch into the mix after i'd gotten everything very meticulously uh balanced we also haven't showered since last episode no it's um, pretty bad in here yeah Um, yeah. we've stayed in this room We, we never leave yes we're trying to to really we're trying to own up to who we would actually be in the world of berserk which would probably be fucking slave town folk getting <laughs> you know like we would we would be weak like like very weak like like a much later character in the conviction arc 
She's the blonde, curly-haired girl who is, like, dying of syphilis. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. she's, like, the scaredest, <laughs> most weakest, most meek, like, selfish, narcissistic, little shithead of a character. And then she has, like, a happy ending, kind of. I mean, it's spoiler for fucking... We won't get to that yeah, episode for probably, yeah. like, four years at this point. <laughs> if, assuming we stay bi-weekly, but... Uh, four years well spent. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, we're trying to uh, just embrace our inner uh, meat sack... Uh, townsfolk who will of course eventually get destroyed by some horrific monster yes um or collateral damage by guts himself or a, a fight with a uh, a gigantic man enemy in uh funky armor with animals on it as is the theme for much of berserk but hmm. um uh but yeah twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens and uh probing ancient aliens as i said before is our other podcast there are close to 275 episodes of that show so if you just look up probing ancient aliens or even just ancient aliens podcast you will see um our logo which is uh me and steve as a two-headed alien sharing one nipple and with our own anal probes in our hand and it's the uh logo of the ancient aliens show on the history channel and we cover every episode of Ancient Aliens. We have covered every every episode of Ancient Aliens up until a few episodes into this latest season where we stopped doing that because after almost 300 episodes, we were very bored and the show was very repetitive. Uh, so we switched to uh, Probing Gaia. So there's been a few episodes of that where uh, we're probing the Gaia network. So uh, very different podcast than this one. But um, for oh. all the crossover fans, uh, it's still just about us being ourselves and being rated hard r uh light nc-17 but also x i don't know how you could be x and light nc-17 but what about m yeah. m2 <laughs> yeah <laughs> all, all the letters mature. um or it, like in europe it's the rated peggy 18 <laughs> it's like it's like it's a weird like it's pg something it's like parental guidance 18 that's that's their like esrb system uh-huh. for games and the commercials are always like rated peggy 18 um <laughs> And I was like, pegging 18-year-olds? That sounds like a series I've already seen. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, if, um, if you catch us on twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens, usually it's every other Monday night. Technically every Monday night, but that's for... You're going you're gonna to have Probing Gaia uh, on that channel one Monday night, and then the next you'll have uh, No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk podcast. So um, we have a review for the first time ever. And I was going to have it uh, on my screen here. And hopefully. Spoiler, it was five stars. Yes, exactly. (laughs) What a surprise. Wouldn't be reading it otherwise. Um, (laughs) Well, actually. (laughs) um, Because we only want to reward those five star reviewers for the show. Um, And this, this person, I have no clue if this person is male, female. I don't know what their preferred pronouns are. But. Long time fan is always in the Twitch chats for probing ancient aliens and probing Gaia now. But um, Citrix SCU writes uh, titles their uh, their review first five stars. Long time listener of probing. Love how these guys are getting so big that they're posting under their alt account now. More belching, fewer apologies. Ten out of ten would listen again. Keep it up, boys. Bye. Um, <laughs> because that's how we finish every episode of probing. Uh, the belching comment is a inside baseball comment because the only one star review that we've ever read <laughs> out of again almost 300 episodes, it's because it was so ridiculously out of touch that we couldn't we couldn't not read it, and it was mm-hmm. it was a mom saying 
So I was looking to find a podcast to listen to with my uh, with my daughter about our favorite show, Ancient Aliens. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Keep in mind, our podcast has never been deceptive. It is marked explicit, clearly. It is also in the comedy category of the of like uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So yes, um, we have never tried to pull anyone the, the wool over anyone's eyes or anything. And then she goes, among many other things, one of the comments was constant belching without even saying excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't even that the belching existed; is that we weren't polite about uh, uh, having belched. So. <laughs> Um, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, but yeah, thank you, Citrix uh, X S C U. Sorry, very very S E X E, not S E X, a very S and X E sounding name, and I always have trouble pronouncing it. But uh, thank you, and keep those five star ratings coming. Um, we have a little segment here that last time was uh, a more directed at just introducing who the heck we are because it was our first episode of this show ever but um in general and i was playing around with like uh we do a segment on our other podcast called how you doing steve how you doing joey so this is how you doing ryan how you doing steve how you doing joey but then also it's like keeping this in the world of i mean we're 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 big tangent folks like right we're gonna go on tangents and that's fine but uh uh this segment instead of only being about how we've been doing in our personal private and our we call it civilian life here as podcasters, you know, <laughs> even though I've never said that, but, uh, uh, um, civvy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's civvies down there and we just have guns and we're fucking blowing blah, blah, blah. people yeah. away. Uh, no, it's all right. We're podcasters, man. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, I thought, uh, of, um, especially since, uh, I have been watching, I mean, Ryan and I, are i would call us i mean gaming is a is a decent size hobby for us yeah, um, somewhat. Yeah. and uh, as i get older it's like it's either super on and i'm i mean I'm, I'm always usually playing something in the background but like in terms of like you know every night trying to get through an actual you know triple a experience or something is not rare it's just kind of sporadic there's like months where i'm like like that all the time and then there's like three months where i'm like oh, i've like played some indie games and some smaller things or replayed something old but hmm. anyway um point being it can be how you doing, but also what are we watching and what are we playing? So I'll leave that to you first, Ryan. Yeah, uh, so I've kind of been prioritizing watching a little bit more than playing just mm -hmm. because it's something that I can feel like I'm having progress with, yes. I guess. Um, Same. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, because mainly the, the games I've been playing have been just like random arena type games with friends. So you don't really gain anything afterward. Mm -hmm. It's just you have the experience and then it's just over. a social thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I have been watching uh, this picked up. It's very sporadic, but the episodes of uh, Near Automata, the, the anime oh yeah yeah they're yeah. actually having an anime and uh so far they've basically been doing the exact story that's in the game okay um with a fun touch at the end because the game has so many endings uh, to it yeah they at the very end <laughs> after the credits roll they have the segment with a bunch of puppets and they recreate some comedic way to get to one of the endings oh which is which is great <laughs> because yeah, the tone yeah. of the show is obviously well in case you're not familiar with yeah. near automata it's pretty <laughs> pretty dim and, and dark and yeah and depressing but also uh, about robots that are um very large assed um, yeah. and, 
um, but yeah, it's it's pretty good so yeah. far. I mean, it's nothing you know amazing. I I would definitely recommend playing the game over it. But it's fun to see them animate stuff that I'm like I I love this yeah. game. So when they announced that, I was like, oh, it's probably going to be pretty fan servicey. And oh yes, not, and in the general sense, because I know fan service also means like, hey, just big anime titties and stuff like that. Like, but yeah, uh, but no, like actual. Um, technically, they're smaller in the anime right. than in the actual <laughs> game. Um, <laughs> One star. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so far it's been interesting. They yeah. they introduced a couple of random like side characters because they they have to have a storyline that's not part of the game. Right, but right. whatever. It's it's been good so far. A two's storyline, you know. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, she's in the show. Spoiler um, alert. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, Vinland Saga, which I know you've been watching yes. season one. I, I'm watching. Oh, season I'm in season two, two now, and I have. Wait, wait, wait. You're in season two now. Yes. Yeah. You I, are fast. Yeah, I finished. Um, so I watched yesterday was one of the not to get into how you do in Joey yet, but uh, yesterday was like one of the very few or rare, like kind of lazy Sundays I've had in a long time where like I woke up, Ooh. made coffee, uh, and I was like, I'm just going to fucking binge some Vinland Saga episodes. So I finished, uh, I almost finished season one. And then I think I watched, yeah, like six, like 20, 23, 24 of season one. And then like one, two, three of season two, I think. So, wow. Um, that's, yeah. uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> Yes, uh, into some some farming. Uh, not to get mm-hmm. too into that, but that's that's cool that you're yeah. you're almost caught yeah. up, kind of. Yeah, Very it's nice. uh, <laughs> not not to be spoilery, but uh, they're of course they're building to something, but they're pretty, farming to something. Pretty fucking uh. dull. To to I cannot imagine being you who waited four years for this to come out. Was it that long? It oh was 2019. Goodness. Was the release of the first, <laughs> and so maybe almost four. But that's a that's a long Jeez. time to have a bunch of farming and kind of like you know again not spoiler but like sort of like semi-amnesia in the main character we're like god damn it like come on man like but now, uh, but now you can see the inspiration for my uh my longer hair <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> not exclusively him but yes um so yeah i've been watching those two things as for games like i mentioned kind of just some arena stuff i i played a little war groove yesterday i don't know if oh, familiar i've with heard that. of it i've not played it it's basically like advanced wars fire emblem the the typical grid based got um, it dudes on a map kind of thing yeah, yeah. Um, mainly just for social stuff i i don't love the game but it is kind of fun to touch every once in a while you know yeah. like my to touch the dudes on the map yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got the idea <laughs> um but yeah what about how are you how are you doing uh i'm doing okay to steal uh steve's line who is he is quoting the um jeff bezos and his brother coming back from space video that came out last year oh. uh and if you never saw that the journalist asks like oh how are you guys feeling and his brother literally is like i'm doing i'm doing okay and he like he like mashes his his face back as if he was like you know like that's what the re-entry is like like the gravity and stuff and he does it like four times and the journalist is like okay like she looks like she wants to kill herself but uh uh, and she does no (laughs) (laughs) but um quick question whatever happened to your elden ring playthrough oh man (laughs) okay that i Gosh, I need to get back into that. I I say that a lot, but I've been really busy and I don't know on what. Like I've just been <laughs> I've been seemingly busy on just whatever. I'm working on things and here and there and and violining and yeah. uh, all that, but yeah, I I would love to. I it's one of those games where I want to have like a dedicated, you know, few hours to. Yeah. I I'm I do game, but I don't I don't hardcore like 14 hour every day kind of thing. Like <laughs> I have so many friends who have done that. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I yeah, you're not a uh, quote unquote loser. 
right. No, no, I'm just like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. which it is, it is nice as a lifelong gamer that that isn't the case now. Cause you could say my friend games for 14 hours a day. And that also that sentence now could be completed by, and he makes about 12 grand a month streaming on Twitch or something. Oh, yeah. And then you'd be like, Oh, good for him. You know? But, yes. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I, I got to get back in. I love, I've loved Elden Ring so far. Yeah. So I've, I haven't really gotten that far, but yeah. it's, it's great. <laughs> Uh, but yeah on topic too again not that we care about on topic but uh again miyazaki san very much inspired by berserk in all of his games oh, yes. um, i mean you could the t- tonally at the very least in even in bloodborne and uh Sekiro, like that still still has the very like dire sad giant monsters uh on you know on mm. un- un- unwinnable fights yet you are winning them right like it's it's it is cool to think about like all of those games dark souls demon souls Sekiro, bloodborne and elden ring like is all pretty much like not that that didn't exist before obviously like myths and legends you know sometimes it's like you know the whole david goliath thing and i'm sure i'm sure many uh shinto religion uh you know mythology things from japan but um the the archetype the archetypical battle in berserk which is uh, berserk again or berserk jesus christ <laughs> berserk man <laughs> uh uh of guts a human a very skilled human up against gigantic enemies or up against hundreds of regular enemies right constantly unbeatable odds. Yes. yes yeah and so uh it's cool to to remember that um and also just the entire uh subclass of weapon like the great swords right are all kind of based on uh guts's archetypal archetypal his archetypal. slab yes his yeah his his thick iron slab yep. um yeah i'm uh i'm doing okay as i said but uh yeah i am i have uh, binged Vin, a lot of vinland saga in the last i don't know five or six days much respect um i like it a lot there is definitely i definitely feel like the seasons could be would be almost perfect at like the 15 or 16 episode mark um and not 22 or well 24 sorry um but uh because as you said there is just some like anime shit in there there is uh like overly extended fights a lot of a lot of uh what i'll always call which is definitely not who invented it but the the robert downey jr sherlock holmes effect where it's i mean that's been an anime since forever where it's just you know I mean, it was, it started in fucking, you know, Japanese samurai movies back in the fifties and shit, but of the internal dial the internal monologue, I should say of characters in a fight <laughs> having these, you know, I don't know, minute and a half, um, uh, dissections of what he's doing and what he could do to counter that and like all that stuff. And, uh, I can't, you know, I can't just use my sword as defense. I have to not just make contact with him and be more agile and like all this stuff. There's a, there's a lot of that. And so, which again, I appreciate about berserk. There is that, but it's like pretty quick flashes like shit. He never lets you rest in a fight. Uh, Miura son, you know, like you, you yes. are always, it's very frantic feeling. And, uh, uh, just like the Zod music by Susumu Hirosawa. <laughs> that was the one I didn't have on shuffle. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, oh God. That and the, the, the ball, like the, it's just like a fucking normal chamber, like, you know, European chamber music is fucking lame as shit, but, um, yes. not that it's not, you know, high quality music, but, uh, anyway, yeah, I've been, uh, watching a lot of Vinland saga. Um, cool that it was inspired, uh, by berserk. At least that's what the author, the creator of the manga said. 
which is great. Um, and then I am ramping up to play. What did I just finish playing? What was the big? Oh, yeah. Finished Hogwarts Legacy a week and a half or so ago. I was playing that with my wife. Um, lots of uh, lots of fun with that. Definitely some jank in there, too. But overall, a game that that developer has no... It's the Disney Infinity developer. Uh, mm-hmm. Has no business being as good as it was. So I'm excited for the sequel. And there's going to be a sequel because I think it's sold... Uh, something like 32 million copies already. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. Um, like almost getting close to the Call of Duty game series like level, which is crazy wow. for like an open world action role playing game. But uh, and yeah, I'm getting ramped up for Resident Evil 4 remake. I'm going to get caught up with Vinland Saga and then I'm going to mm. play that motherfucker. Um, that was a game that OG played it on the GameCube when it was GameCube exclusive for that first year it was ever out. Uh and that was back when I was a big Nintendo apologist. And uh, it, uh, I played that game so many fucking times. It was so, like that kind of like Berserk. Like it's so, like, I don't know how many games now are based off of the um, changes to the game. Like making a slightly more action-oriented survival horror game. Just, but like the whole over-the-shoulder third-person view shooter yeah uh was kind of reinvented with that game there were there were some before but they were really shitty and janky but Resident Evil 4 was great but um i am a bit bummed that they took out some of the flirting between leon and the president's daughter ashley it was really cringy and he was really gross because <laughs> everything was about her you know flirting about how she had big boobs or butts or whatever <laughs> she had multiple butts <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, and they were all big but uh <laughs> they've uh they've made it a little more um let's say I saying it's consensual implies it wasn't consensual in the original game which is not true they made it a little emphasizing more emphasizing it uh, they and they gave her a little more agency i will say as opposed to just being kind of a, they gave her a little bit more age yes <laughs> a little more aids agency no. um she's suffering a lot in the game and then she has to deal with all of these um infected uh slug people so mm. um but anyway, uh, you also get to uh, one of the, the main villain in the game, which is not a really spoiler. I mean, it's a fucking 20 year old game now is a Spanish man who classic has <laughs> has the uh, the Hezbollah of TikTok and Instagram fame and YouTube fame. The Hezbollah like dwarfism thing where he's oh. like a very small <laughs> little man and he dresses up like Napoleon. He has like a little Lord Fauntleroy with the Napoleon, you know, tri tipped hat um, and uh and of course, dogs are always falling because when your hat's made a tri-tip, man, <laughs> that's <laughs> that delicious smell. Everywhere. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I am excited for that. Um, uh, other than that, nothing too crazy. We had a we had a fun uh, Renaissance martial arts training session on Sunday. Fun and frustrating. I haven't had one of those in a long time. Uh, getting stumped on a specific couple techniques but then we figured it out and uh yes. felt triumphant afterwards but um uh and yeah ryan and i are both in we know each other from i think we said this last time from being members of the association for renaissance martial arts where we learn uh the martial arts of medieval and renaissance europe we have primary source text and images and the philosophy of all these guys and so that's why we have a segment later called the sword report where we talk about mm-hmm. guts's form and if it was good or not or, or anything, anything that happened, any cool moves, any shitty moves, whatever weapons, all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, last episode, we talked about how 
uh, Guts, you know, hit his sword, his two-handed sword into the ground, which is a big no-no. You're not supposed to do it. But uh, yes, we also are fully aware it's a probably, I don't know, 80-pound piece of metal that he's swinging around or whatever. But um, yeah, Um, I think it's your turn to give the four-sentence summary. So this is a segment where... One of us kind of impromptu, not kind of, it is impromptu, summarizes in four sentences uh, what this chapter was about. Um, and it's a fun little thought experiment. You can't really, you can't lose. You just got to try to play by the rules. But uh, And then uh, yes. shout out to the Just King Things podcast because I ripped this off because they have a five sentence summary of <laughs> Stephen King's books that they do every episode in the same yes. way. We're so. more concise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just like comic books, just like mangas, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So mine's going to probably be a little different style than yours was last time. Yeah. yeah. Yours was very comprehensive. Um, I'm a writing major. So (laughs) (laughs) I've written stuff (laughs) in my life. Um, All right. So uh, first sentence, uh, we'll say, uh, all right. Guts fights his classic demons and reunites with Puck on the road. Puck and Guts meet a priest and his daughter. Uh, that's sentence two. Okay. <laughs> sentence three. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Guts has a nightmare where he is approached by the same infant fetus, fetus yeah. demon thingy from before. Mm-hmm. And the fourth sentence is going to be uh, the priest and his daughter both get fucked up by (laughs) some skeletons and guts kills them all until the morning time. Yep. That's good. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) It feels very weird because it it sounds like I'm like trying to do some sort of like slam poetry or something. (laughs) But yeah, it. It was a lot easier than I expected. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, this, because um, uh, now we'll get to the the main chapter breakdown, the main segment yes. of the show. Uh, this this chapter was, I think, roughly the same length, but way simpler. Yes. In, than, the, than the first chapter. Um, it was... But introduces a lot still. It does. Yeah, yeah. It does a really good job of now introducing kind of the rules of the brand, mm. uh, and which therefore then introduces the rules of the guts the God, Jesus Christ, the Berserk universe of the Berserk I mean, Man. <laughs> it is Guts's existence, I guess, is what I was trying to say. But yeah, um, uh, yeah we get this glimpse into uh, his day to day. You know, mm. um, you know, he clocks in. You know, he's <laughs> punches his Picks time up some card at the store. Yeah, he gets some. He gets some coffees. You know, he's a he's a Folgers guy. I think mm-hmm. uh, goes with the American. He brand. just eats the Folgers from yes, the. Yes. He, he doesn't drink it. <laughs> yes. He loads pat- some into his cannon. Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, then it charges him up for the next, you know, bout or the next, the next part of the attack. You know, so yes. he's going. He packs his wounds with the coffee grounds and everything. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> you know, he comes in, tries to avoid his manager for a while for the first hours. His manager being Puck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is true because <laughs> he does just try to avoid him. Yes. Um, he uh, he throws a a wet towel on him in this uh, chapter. He kicks over yep. the barrel that We're he's not going to say what the towel was wet from. Right. <laughs> uh, but guts was soaked in it. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's um, there. The like, I like almost all the chapters 
I, I think as the series goes way later on, we get shorter chapters that, as you've said before, accurately are just kind of very plotty, you know, mm-hmm. because there's more characters, there's more, there's more huge world changing events going on and craziness. And there's more yes. spectacle, I will say. Whereas in these early, probably early to mid um, uh, chapters, we get a lot more introspection, a lot more, you know, the, the frame is just very highly focused on, on Gatsusan. Um, hi, hi. Also shout out to that. I still watched that fucking video a couple times where <laughs> it's the guy coming up to uh, another guy on like a trail walk. And the guy has his headphones in with his phone. <laughs> he just says, Hey, hey excuse me. Oh, what are you listening to? And the guy goes, uh, uh, Berserk soundtrack, Trek for Gatsu. <laughs> Just, and then it's playing the song, and all you Berserk fans know uh, Guts's theme. And then as as uh, Susumu's um, uh, kind of dulcet tones come in and sing the kind of male, the amorphous male energy part of that song, the guy just immediately turns, casually turns right and walks into the water and drops to his knees, <laughs> fully clothed. <laughs> yes. I was dying. Uh, again, <laughs> shout out to the Berserk memes page. I've gone to, side note, the other like kind of big berserk Facebook groups and the berserk, mm-hmm. the berserk Reddit, of course, is probably the most like superior overall one, but uh, the berserk Facebook groups are like kind of boring, like kind of just okay. <laughs> it's like uh, guts is very, God, I'm doing, I'm going to do that all episode. Berserk is very much a, like, if you don't laugh, you'll cry kind of, um, Oh, I do the same thing, you know, at the like, same time, <laughs> them both at the same time. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so the memes are just, yeah, it's, <laughs> they get so, so deep and specific that they are hilarious. But um, especially for me, who's, you know, binged the entire back 40% of the series, mm. uh, almost to catching up to current times. But, uh, um, 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 yeah, so Guts is uh, continuing on after, you know, he blew up a village fighting a uh, snack, snack man. Yeah. Um, and, uh. Uh, Puck is is continuing to follow him, and it we just kind of get a cool uh, another co- you know cold open you know the first first episode of this or first episode first page of this chapter with um, they, they always do this um, the kind of cold open pages are the first one is usually like very dark like very hyper dark and hyper shaded then the next page has usually more of a kind of the Frank Frazetta, like Conan the Barbarian um, style art from the 70s and 80s and uh, like Ned Dameron and shit like that, um, where it's shaded. It is very, of course, obviously fantastical, um, but uh, very, very much, again, those kind of Conan swords and sandals art style. Hmm. But this is now adapted to these flying demonic ghost things. Uh, they all seem to be yeah. of the same species or subtype or something, but um, uh, I have a whole uh, bestiary, you know, going that I'm, I'll, oh, I'll release someday. <laughs> We're going to uh, put a lot of entries when we get to uh, the sun going behind the moon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we get to see uh, the white bird against this really nice dark yes, background. Yeah. Um, and, you know, reading it through a second time, it's just been awesome because yes, I think man. I noticed the same thing you did, which is that this is this is a call forward not yeah. a call back to you know yeah. when there are just so many scenes of the hawk or the falcon of yeah. light just soaring and it's a common way of opening in the later 
you know, chapters of Berserk. Yes. But this one, you no one knows anything about another character that could right. be in the, in the show. It's like, you know, it's his his rival or whatever, right? And then we get Puck in way too much detail. Uh, just just too much. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, find out that it's actually not a hawk. It's just a friendly, I don't know, pigeon or something. Something bird. Yeah, a little something. a little seed-eating bird, not a, a, yeah. a veggie Maybe bird. a dove, honestly. It kind of yeah. reminds me of like... Which would make sense if, if um, you know, Puck as a as a peaceful little, yeah. you know, race of elves uh, would it be does writing. tweet. So, you know, whatever bird tweets, True. I don't know. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it must have been Tweety Bird then. I mean, I'm mm. glad that Puck didn't get captured by Sylvester. Um, <laughs> yes. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's always it's always weird because sometimes you'll mention Looney Tunes. And if someone's like under 30, they'll go like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, my parents love that. So I watched a lot of Looney yeah. Tunes. So. They really focused mostly on Foghorn Leghorn, I would assume. Um. No, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was like it's, it was insane. Like some of his cartoons were so he he was like the caricature of a plantation owner, basically. Like with all the "Hey boy, hey boy, see now here, boy!" Like it was just like, oh my god, it was so fucking brutal. But uh, and of course, oh, most people's dads from my generation that was of course his, their favorite character. I love that oh. big chicken guy um but uh, mine was the uh the alien with the broom on his head yes <laughs> yeah yeah cool. <laughs> uh the hell was it uh, marvin the martian yes um but uh yeah I, I made a note puck looking like a fucking snack when he's stepping off that bird man. <laughs> <laughs> he almost looks like he has chest hair too oh, like, yes. I'm oh, yeah. that's oh, weird <laughs> <laughs> no that ruins it <laughs> hold on that's that's a later segment yeah right? uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll keep that in mind but um yeah. and then it slams like it's almost like you know that that businessman that says no i refuse and he slams his hand on the table like it bursts from puck just being all gentle with the the bird and everything and the leaves and the the sky looking all nice and then boom it slams down with the metal hand and guts his yes. wounds and uh there he is in all of his you know beat up glory because he just fought off i guess a bunch of spirits yeah. that night lots of uh, ch -ch 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 uh sound effects in this uh in yes. this chapter um and i think this this one it's always whenever his his uh, arm is moving or when his weapons are clanking together right and in this one he's letting his arm dangle because it's just so busted up yeah. i mean he if you remember, that's the arm from last chapter that he scratched right before the brand went off when he yes. was in the prison. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it he got uh, got his old wounds are clearly opening up as Puck states yep. here. So yeah, he's he's had a rough night, and then he has some you know back and forth jib jab with uh, with Puck where the I, I, you know I've I've drawn <laughs> I've tried to draw my own like manga before, yeah. and whenever I would just not give a shit, I would make the character have a really goofy face because those yeah. are easy to draw. Right, yeah. And I feel like <laughs> half of the Puck expressions in this episode are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so shit. Like you look at him, he doesn't even look like himself. Right. Um, I mean, it's very easy to draw. But... In, in the last, I don't know, 10 years of volumes of Berserk, it's like 99% of Puck is is goofy caricature. Puck. Oh yeah. It's like, at least right almost now. It's surprising when you see him have his normal face yes. in the, in the newer uh, chapters. And what but. I was going to say is even <laughs> right now, like he, you can still tell that he is an elf in form yeah. later. You will see him as nope. <laughs> ball onion Snorlax ripoff. Yes, like exactly. <laughs> is, that is pretty much his entire existence. So uh, that's my yeah. male stripper name too, is ball onion Snorlax. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Sorry, male exotic dancer. Mm. Yes. Uh, stripper is uh, offensive. So uh, he he throws puck in some water, which unfortunately this time is not pee. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's very snide. <laughs> Sorry, that took me. A <laughs> well, yeah. For last episode, in case piss. you don't remember, yeah. uh, guts didn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> literally ah uh, yes and yeah. so and he couldn't move his muscles so you know you know all in all fairness to him that's fine yeah. but and puck landed in a piss puddle in the jail cell yes um, uh, and this is where guts is talking talking shit on the week like he is uh he's virtue signaling and the elves say. he's a little bit racist yeah, but it's yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh he hates uh people who are weak that can't take care of themselves um he uh uh and i don't think i i think i quoted it later no that is later sorry i won't skip ahead but um but yeah he talks about how he can't stand people who can't take care of themselves makes uh, this is where he says it makes me want to crush them when mm. uh, things like you know are like bugs you know bugs I it's a crush. fetish thing yes yeah. exactly <laughs> and um but he is whenever he brings up weakness whenever he brings up you know like crushing all that stuff he's always got this smirk on his face yeah. which it's like i always make mental notes whenever guts smiles about anything especially yeah, yeah. in these early chapters um, and I, I feel like this is just, you know, that classic, you know, you've seen the Joker movie where he's laughing, but he doesn't want to laugh. Like right, he's, right, right. he's doing it because he's relieving, you know, social pressure, whatever it yes. is. Um, or yeah, well, the newest one, he has like an actual, almost like OCD, like compulsion that he can't control or something. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, like Joker. The movie. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. What's yeah. his face? Walking Phoenix. Yes. Yeah, Joker. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then, and I feel like because reading it again, I was so confused as to why guts is acting like this, mm -hmm. especially after knowing what happens later. Yeah. Um, at, like why he would just do such a 180 from being kind of caring. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not really a spoiler, but yeah, he, he definitely had a heart and, and probably still does as we'll see, um, you know, later with the priest's daughter, you know, yeah, some yeah. things going on there. Mm -hmm. Um, but he, right here, he, he's smirking. It's like, he's cracking under, this kind of just pressure and and it's very interesting to kind of delve into what his personality is like because of what's going on to him like when you are when you have a lack of sleep i i don't have a lot of research on this but th there are so many shit things get, that can happen and imagine yes <laughs> fighting slimy stinky dudes every night like right, your right. entire existence like this has got to fuck this guy up and so if you have enough sleep deprivation your brain because they've done tests like your brain literally within a few days or maybe even two days starts to have mild to then moderate symptoms of schizophrenia mm. um so you will start possibly hearing voices or seeing things or or thinking that things are visually there that aren't there they're not, not they're not always hallucinations but it's like the paranoia that kind of goes in but like you're uh and it's oddly when people go on DMT trips or really gnarly mushrooms trips, like psilocybin trips, brain waves are exactly the same as someone who suffers from acute schizophrenia, which is interesting too. So that, that's actually an interesting point because uh, maybe Mira is trying to kind of illustrate that in a little bit of a way, like this trauma that's being caused in a quite literal sense. Like he's battling demons every night, yes. like you know, having these hallucinations and nightmares of stuff. But in his case, it is literal. Like he's actually fighting these things. They're actually causing him physical harm. Yes. Um, which is just, you know, yeah, it's, per it's personifying. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally like the inner demons thing, and it's personifying it to, you know, in in medieval fantasy. Uh it makes me wonder too, like I've tried to do research on Miura, and there is like so little information publicly out there and even on like the berserk reddit it's like oh 
this is possibly one of the highest res pictures ever of Kentaro Miura. Like he just was not a public facing person mm. at all. And so it leaves so much up to, I mean, even that right there leaves a lot up to um, exploration and also, you know, pure, pure theorizing. Cause we just don't know. But if someone is, doesn't want any sort of public, persona and he's a very popular uh what is it a mangaka like a yes. you know a manga writer you know artist um because he would be if people knew who he was he'd be a fucking celebrity a lot of you know what i mean but like oh, he yeah. didn't seem to clearly did not seem to want that we also know he had health issues you know later in his life or i think right. for the last third of his life but um uh yeah it's it's it makes you really wonder what he went through in his life but also as I've kind of been saying to you, like off and on, even before we started recording the show, um, not tonight, but previously of like, when you kind of look at the story of Berserk under, uh, you can look under, under many for you know, critical theories and for frameworks, right? Uh, you could have a whole queer theory, you know, of this story <laughs> in a pretty easy way, right? Once uh, Griffith gets introduced, but um, uh, the framework of, kind of the nationalist kind of view of it like the 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 cultural view of the author where guts is kind of this almost spitting in the face of uh, a classic samurai right <laughs> he's literally a hyper western dude uh with hyper western armor uh he has a what would be considered a stereotypical uh western attitude and he has a mouth on him and yeah you know there's there's Everyone everywhere can have these different, you know, uh, uh, personality types. But um, it's it makes me wonder if this is also overall a take on growing up Japanese in Japan and how stifled so much of what a human feels is in their culture. There's, again, so many amazing things that people could learn from Japanese culture, but there is so much stifling that is has... I, I mean, at this point, it wasn't super popular news in the you know late '80s, early '90s when this was out. But we've known for like the past twenty years now that that Japan is the suicide capital of the world. You know, like there is the most suicide per capita in that country by far, I believe. But hmm. um, overworking, lots of repression, um, things like that. So I'm always kind of like keeping that in mind too, because also that really just becomes that's that's the human experience too. But Japan is a very unique place, especially compared to us you know, Americans. So, um, it's, uh, it's interesting. The, the inner struggles that he is, uh, going through and in these early chapters, completely puffing himself. I keep thinking of that all the time. He's like puffing himself up in front of puck, which is really funny that he even feels the need to a a bug (laughs) (laughs) to a little, a little, the most feminine little elf boy that you could be interacting with. Right. Yes. Um, but, uh, anyway, we do get, we do get a lot of puck, uh, with, with, you know, guts being shitty to him. Puck sounding like Kenny from South Park here. He says you bastard you, multiple you bastard. times, uh, which, which is fun. Cause I like that puck is, has some, has self-respect. I mean, that's kind of one of his endearing qualities, you know? Yeah. But, about like 5%. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I do think it's also funny because in the next thing, it doesn't actually have a big sound effect for it but he says you you bastard yeah. falls to his knees and then there's a lightning strike yes, afterward, yeah. which just makes it so dramatic yeah. unnecessarily um little art uh tidbit that i want to point out um in in the frame before he says you bastard um it's guts looking over his left shoulder cape going to the right mm-hmm. and then in the next frame 
it's uh, his cape swaying to the right with him being, you know, much further away. So I do like the continuity of like perspective of it showing he is turning in that direction. Right. So his right. cape would flow mm. like that. So uh, and and in the next frame with the uh, lightning coming down, you have this this always this sense of scale with the opening shot. You know, there's the the large, uh, you know, dark trees and the and then the lightning. And then you go immediately zoomed into the dripping flower and you know right to where guts is which i think one of the coolest frames of this uh chapter like just in terms of the detail but guts with a hood on yeah yeah yeah. it's really cool yeah um and uh this one this one brings me to this isn't my favorite line of the chapter but it was a close second um and it's very simple but it's for metaphorical reason which is need a ride the rain's pretty heavy mm-hmm. um which is the priest talking to guts who's just <laughs> He ain't got no umbrella. Yeah. He's got nothing. <laughs> he's, he's just walking out there with his, he doesn't look like a very thick cloak, at least mm. in terms of the hood, but I mean, I'm sure it's know. scotch guarded, you know, it, it got some Gore-Tex <laughs> yeah. uh, in there. Lining. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like a nice uh, North Face. Uh, <laughs> he's actually cape. fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but need a ride. The rain's pretty heavy. I just love it because of how, you know, desolate this, these, the past five shots have been. Yeah. And it's only the second chapter and it really sets the tone for like, how Guts's life is, which I think is a point you were talking about. Like this, this chapter shows like his day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, the need a ride, like so it's, many people. Have it's to- weird that there is that appearance of King day to day though, mm. from the Kirby universe in here. It's very strange. And he just fucking <laughs> cleaves him in half without, I mean, cause that guy looks like a psycho. His eyes never changed. So I'm assuming he just <laughs> thought he was a demon. But, he always you know. taunts me in smash. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> I hate that guy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like the, the need a ride, like so many characters throughout, the series are always you know saying hey guts you know rest here you know mm-hmm. like that that greek what's that greek myth where he 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 goes to the island where it's just all the it's not sirens but it's like a bunch of just really beautiful women that are just saying oh, oh you gotta stay you gotta that's part of the odyssey and, yes yeah, yeah. yes um i just don't remember what the island was called, yeah but, yeah yeah um, calypso something? oh yeah calypso, calypso yeah, right Calypso's yes yeah. yes yeah because she wants him to stay like she wants oh him yeah to, yeah yeah she wants him. oh yeah and she um, does she like she's a very spurned lover when he leaves <laughs> yes um spermed lover <laughs> I, that's what i thought you said and i was like i'm just gonna keep going here um, <laughs> but yeah so many people just want guts to say hey just lie down it's okay yeah you're gonna be fine and guts just he never acquiesces he's yeah. always still trudging through the rain and his response is exactly you know that that attitude of nope leave me be you know yeah. i i'm i'm not good with that kind of person i'm i'm not good with priests yeah i just I don't want to be with other people. It's for your own good, um, which we do find out is because of his brand, mm. uh, which gets a little bit explained later. I, sorry, I got a little distracted because Puck's face is yep. just oh, yeah. <laughs> going all googly eyed and kind of it's, it's revealed very quickly that Puck has already become a hitchhiker in yes the priest and uh i don't know if he has a name but the the girl's name is colette yes the priest doesn't have a name uh and he doesn't need one because he is a priest which is another theme in this uh, Mm -hmm. series but uh yeah you meet the priest's daughter who is also in their wagon and then guts kind of looks at her uh and you know doesn't say anything kind of reminds me of that look that he gives the uh the women and children in the the Mm. crate earlier in the the other the other chapter yeah. is kind of like you don't know what he's thinking but his lack of saying some brash comment is probably him being grounded by like hey like this is maybe someone i should at least somewhat care for right, right. in some sort of like fatherly sense in a way 
Um, and then you see just uh, the the classic nightmare scene that everyone has had before, where you you stare into the dark trees and there's a bunch of eyes. Yes, yeah. Uh, the brand goes off, the little alert, and well, and going back to 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 that little moment of what could be perceived as empathy, mm. <laughs> uh, or at the very least worry, because he knows exactly what danger he's bringing like yes that's and the, still does it yeah and and that's that was my uh that, that was my point was like he gives them two uh no's you know he they, they ask mm-hmm. him a couple times he says no twice and then he's like all right and he goes in there knowing literally hell is going to be brought <laughs> into his vicinity yes um so it's an interesting uh a, like he has interesting opinions because he literally is like in a little bit he's like He's like, God, why should I fucking care, you know, what happens to these people? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they're nobodies. They're weak. I yes. don't like priests, whatever, you know? And like, and again, keeping, like you were saying before, Guts has, he's already has a pattern very early on here of just pushing people away, pushing anyone that wants to help him away, seemingly as a rule, which is a hyper, hyper common uh, trauma, def- trauma-based defense mechanism. Oh yeah, Puck um, even offers when he initially meets up with him again. He's like, "Hey, your wounds are opening up again. Yeah, let yeah, me yeah. heal them." And Guts doesn't even just even for the uh, the oh, well, let me just get my wounds healed. Like he doesn't even go for that. He's yes. like, "No, fuck you. I don't like elves. I don't like anybody. Right. I'll <laughs> deal with this myself." And uh, and also this is this is the little scene where he's um, uh, sitting in the wagon. He's toweling off from the rain not from mm-hmm. you know he thought it was mm-hmm. going to become but it's just mm-hmm. rain uh tells off from the rain uh puck is uh i think it, i think colette offers him some wine or something like that puck yes. is drinking it he takes some puck's drinking it too and there's all these little panels of him kind of getting trashed on the wine like pretty quickly yes. uh getting goofy puck really likes wine uh that's a theme another theme yes, of the series yeah, yeah. Or any kind of drink, I guess. Um, and also a rare time. Like, it doesn't, like, hold on it very much, but there is there is one little panel where it shows Guts actually drinking it, you know, what's yeah. offered. So, uh, she's like, oh, it's homemade wine for you. And, uh, uh, but yeah, he kicks over the barrel that uh, Puck is on as Puck's trying to, Puck's, like, trying to say, I fucking got here first, fuck you. He's, he's trying to puff himself up to Guts. I also and, don't, uh, I also like how the, the priest says, hey, don't frighten my daughter too much when he's talking yeah. about the evil spirits. <laughs> yeah. And then later when he steps out of the wagon, he's like, this is just going to be like a slaughterhouse. And he's like describing all the, <laughs> yeah. like the ghosts and stuff. And the priest doesn't say shit, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of funny, mm-hmm. but a little note on perspective here, literally like yeah, art yeah. perspective. I love how his sword is portrayed because there's a frame where guts is looking to the left. The sword is pointing to the right. And it's actually technically about half the size of him yeah, in yeah. its width, not its length. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just this nice. We all know girth kind of is sense. more important than length, you know? yes uh and it's always that kind of dramatic shot where it says you know is that a sword is that is that a is that a sword i don't know like you know it's uh (laughs) and he says no i use it for my cooking i know (laughs) and he doesn't that's the thing like he doesn't even smirk there when he's telling like obviously a sly joke right which is just you know so strange um but yeah it's 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 fun because guts like even in these these this early arc before it shows his backstory and everything um, he does have a sense of humor, which is very odd. Like it's it's very hard to get a read on this guy in the early chapters, but later you start to piece the the well the pieces together. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's you know going back and forth with the priest, talking about the priest's you know some useless backstory about uh, this. You this look got like me. a mercenary. <laughs> yeah. My nephew would. Would you like to buy my too? wares? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's I I swear like this guy is literally just dumping random uh you know 
stuff on this guy. He's like, yeah, my nephew. And he talks about his nephew in just the weirdest way. He's just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he's like a nobody. Yeah. He, he was yeah. a nobody on the battlefield and he just died. Yeah. I'm like, did you hate this guy? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know. Was... And that's and I took that as he is also he's still a dude. He's not he's not as you know brash and strong and powerful dude as guts or been right. through the same thing. But guys are not good at saying I truly miss him. He died on the battlefield and I, it was a great loss to me. Like he, he can't just be vulnerable and Some say lowly that stuff. soldier with yeah. <laughs> no name is the exact quote. Like, yeah. And then wow. guts is like, who fucking cares? He's like, he probably died happy because it was what he wanted to do. You know, guts is very, very much establishing his anti destiny and anti, mm. like pretty much like an anti collectivist mindset. Not, I'm not being like political or anything. I'm just saying like, Guts is um, it, going back to the culture of Japan, a much more collectivist, uh, and I'm saying that in the, again, not Marxist, I'm saying the general, more collect, like, hey, we're a society, we always have to put others first, whereas America, like the West in general, but America especially, is completely the opposite we're this is my land it's my frontier it's, it's the frontier mentality of like i go strike it out on my own i claims what i get i fight to a fight and you know and there's there's good things to both of those if they go to the extreme then it's never great but um guts is he continues to establish his and his his hyper independent spirit even to the point of uh god to 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 religion to the existence of anything that's all powerful and all knowing. He's like, he, he, he establishes like his atheism, I think here too, which is really interesting because he lives in a world where every night he fights ghosts and demons. Yes. And shit. He even <laughs> says to the priest, he's like, Oh, you believe in gods, but not like demon spirits yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> cause he, cause he, but he's, he's the same way, but just like the opposite. Yes. Right? And when, yeah. He, and when he's talking about the nephew, he's like, he's like, but you know, once you die, that's fucking it. There's not, he's like, yeah, there is there's nothing no. after that, even though he knows better. Like, it's crazy. Like he knows, you know, and, and we don't know that he knows better yet. I mean, well, we do in the sense that he's fighting these clearly intelligent spirits. We don't know if they're humans or what, but mm. they're some sort of ghost, which you assume, you know, came from the, you know, they're, they're living in the afterlife of some previous physical life. So. And I, I do like how it goes. It cuts right to puck after that with an actual serious detailed face. Like, yeah. As if like Puck is looking at him like this guy is like Puck knows there there's definitely an afterlife, right? Like Puck yes. knows because he's, you know, on the in the bridge between worlds, right? And just looking at this guy, the he, interstice, which yeah. was perhaps going to be one of the names for this podcast. Hmm, but we thought yes. that was too much of a deep cut. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. It goes to the uh, Colette, the daughter of the priest, having a little little blush. I, I understand oh, yeah. this, not that not in that she's attractive or something, but in that <laughs> I have I have uh, <laughs> at least on uh, on Mike. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, but you know, manga and anime is very much known for. Uh, sexy characters that are it's like oh it's okay that it's the body of a 12 year old it's because of the soul inside the body is oh, a 14,000 yeah. year old succubus demon <laughs> yes. you know it's like okay it's not child porn then I guess yeah <laughs> Just but in that line weird way to transition to I have two sisters um, <laughs> that <laughs> that are younger and uh, I had uh, one of my first best friends they both thought was just the guy like whenever I would mm. have him over like they it was this kind of swooning sort of thing yeah, like crushing oh, hard let on me him. get him his name was actually Chad all right 
<laughs> he was he was Jordanian though, so not looking like the class, you know, the mm. typical Chad. Mm. But he his name was Chad, yeah. and uh, <laughs> brought and, over a lot of baklava oh, for them. Let, let me let me get uh, let me get Chad some water. Like oh. they, you know, they'd come up with them. They weren't even able to say anything, which mm. is like very reminiscent of what how Colette's acting here. She's just very stubborn. You you could you could catch a cold. Yeah, like, she's yeah. very embarrassed. Um, which is it's it's cute, you know, yeah. like that that's that's very realistic. And then we just more nightmare fuel from Puck. And he's also <laughs> he's also we with the first time where Guts is not mean to someone helping him. Yes, yes. You know, he um, just kind of accepts it, you know. Accepts it, doesn't say anything, and then just this like, oh my goodness, this killer transition into the nightmare where the ceiling drips down. Yeah, yeah. Uh some oozing liquid. I, I could only assume probably blood. Yeah, um, I would assume that so, turns yeah. into uh eyeballs in the droplets uh into like it's just this this fade right into this giant eye looking over two massive walls uh some of which are in shadow kind of like when you're in like a i don't know a big supermarket or some sort of (laughs) supply store and then just you can imagine like a nightmare of half the lights turning off and they keep turning off and turning off as they get closer to you (laughs) and then he's also naked um kind of symbolizing like he has nowhere to hide he has nowhere to run yeah as were the opening words of this chapter you can't escape us yes yeah Um, yeah. and and there you go there's oh yeah we yeah we we forgot to mention the uh uh the the little demons voices kind of uh taunting him and saying yeah yeah, and i say it later but it's funny that it comes back at the end again after the whole skeleton battle and morning comes but it's the same taunting but later in the series like not even that much later uh but post eclipse um mira pretty much uses the word sacrifice he doesn't he doesn't have the demons like at least when they're fading talking as eloquently as these ones are here he kind of sums it up as just that sacrifice you know like that kind of whole thing uh but but you wonder again did he have an outline for this did he know where this was going you know did he know he knew the parts of this is just me assuming it seems like he knew the parts of it and maybe he did know about the eclipse later on but um, uh well a big clue of that is that well, the, the fetus shows up again. Yes, I feel yeah, like yeah. that's got to have been planned, right? Like, For sure, yeah, yeah. Th- there's no way this is just some random, you know... That's true, it's o- a good Uga point. Yeah. Thing. Um, yeah, the the specific details might not have been worked out, but the the overall role of that thing, right? you know, yeah. And just, it you probably know, does just roll around. It doesn't have <laughs> fully formed arms or legs. So. <laughs> oh, it squiggles, it slithers, yeah, and it slides. Yeah. <laughs> um, more just brutal detail of him trying to run, and then his feet are stabbed by pikes in the ground. It's almost like he's in like a, a very like a, a hyper deep moat. Like he's in like kind of low water, or like almost oh. like leading into a sewer or something. You ever you ever seen that screensaver? That's like the maze, like that yes. old screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what that reminds. Like that screensaver was cool, but it freaked me out a little bit as a. <laughs> kid and this is what i feel like would you'd like turn one way and then there's the the spikes in the ground you turn right. the other way it's just this kind of and you're, you're scared of that minotaur turning you on too much you know <laughs> no i'm scared of the fetus <laughs> yeah um, all right uh, <laughs> but yeah he and then he looks down his arm is gone the yes. the uh the metal arm almost like his last defense right his big arm cannon you know he has no weapons right. he has no clothes and now he has no uh, last resort. That's his last resort in almost every single situation. Forgive my dog's. You can't run. He's he's definitely looking freaked out now. Yes. Um, and there's just the giant, the giant fetus, uh, just looming over him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You wonder what the hell. Yes. Ugh, yeah. And then right. boom, he's out of the nightmare. 
he's jolted awake, unsheaths his oh. little dagger here, <laughs> oh. and boom. It's <laughs> right into the into the the incubus. Yeah. Uh, the little the little I mean it's it's getting into almost it's like a little hentai squid. You know, it's, it it's, actually reminded me of that that Zelda uh, oh, enemy, yeah. the, the Octo. Octo yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Octopath Traveler. No. Yeah. Um, thanks, babe. The Octococ Traveler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he he throws it. <laughs> it's funny. He just throws it, and he throws it right next to Puck because yep. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. Uh, the dead, you know, Incubus and Puck wakes up. I was a little confused as to what happens here. I think it's just the twitching corpse throws him around the wagon or something. Yeah, um, yeah, because he's, he's not like awake yet. He's like pinballing yeah. all over the yeah. place, like ping, ping, ping. Which he's probably still a little drunk. It shows him kind of like woozy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and then everyone else wakes up. They're like, "What the hell is this?" And the Incubus kind of melts, right? It's it's just kind of well, I think that's just it's it's insides coming okay. out. But okay, yes, it, it could be it melting a little bit yeah. too. Because it, it isn't a spirit. It right. is well, he he calls it a spirit, but it, in the sort of like physical sense of the spirit. Yeah, these are these are all uh, <clears throat> what you'd call in the metaphysical or occult world like a thought form. Like, and and that's mm-hmm. a huge theme of all paranormal shit. But it's a big theme of. I mean, Mira had a lot of both pop culture and uh, uh, actual kind of occult overarching knowledge. I mean, and so. I mean, you could tell he's, there's all these little nods of things, even calling it an incubus here uh, and knowing like, oh, an incubus is because uh, most people would say an incubus is a sex demon where it kind of is. And I mean, the little berserk spin is that, oh, this thing is literally made out of like the sex fluids and blood of oh, yeah, people that, that a fight weird with lots of hatred, which is like very specific. But um but of course adding fighting in there makes where it where they berserk. died it like emerges from that, that yes point. and uh whereas um a classic incubus yes incubi and succubi you know the female male version of the kind of the same thing they they're sometimes were associated with sex or feeling like raped in the night but mostly they are associated with the classic um sleep paralysis symptoms so mm. Because basically they would say this demon is laying or standing or sitting on my chest. I can't move. It's hard to breathe. Um, And it's absorbing my energy in some way. And some of those would be sexual in nature, but not all of them. So very interesting that it was giving him a nightmare, right, too. Um, So that's a little twist, too. But still, it is a sleep dream uh, danger kind of demon thing you know thought form so yes now i'm gonna see if i can word this in a way that's not gonna spoil something but uh the thought i had about guts randomly waking up i mean we've seen so many like shows where the characters in their dream they scream ah and then they wake up right it jolts them into awareness but why would he wake up there he's already been stabbed he's freaking out over stuff why would he wake up right nothing in the everyone in the wagon right now is dead asleep Right. right now Okay, that thing has just got its hold on him. And the fetus is actually the last thing he sees before he screams. Right. And to not, you know, spoil anything, I I feel like maybe the fetus actually was trying to help him right. in this weird way. Yeah, I yeah. don't know for certain because this could have just been, you know, a very cut and dry, well, it's giving you nightmares, the right. scream happens, blah, blah, blah. But 
I would like to think that it actually was helping him. Right. We'll get more into that when we figure out what the hell that yeah. thing is. But um, clearly he is the most scared of, of the fetus, yes. right? We saw that before. It's the, it's the one thing where he, I mean, he was paralyzed at the time when he was like, no, get away, get the fuck away from me. Like whatever. So, yes. you know, if, if he had his wits and physical, you know, prowess about him at that moment, I don't know if he would have gone over and tried to stab it or something too. You know what I mean? But clearly yes. he is terrified of this thing. However, uh, it, we should be clear in case you guys are uh, a little bit sad about not knowing what this fetus is right now. Guts doesn't know either uh, right, at this right. point. That's so true. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't feel too bad. Yeah. We're lost as well. So yeah, you don't, um, he doesn't find out for a long time, very long time. Yeah. He, it's just, it haunts him. It follows him. Yeah, That's yeah. all he knows. Yes. Um, and then we get a very clear explanation of what the brand actually is. Yes. Uh, still some mystery, but we know that it summons. He, the he also guys. gives the priest and Colette like incubus one oh one as well. Like he literally <laughs> is like, yes, they're like, he's very uh, expositive here. <laughs> like he's just like, and this is where he's like, yeah, it's this thing that's mixed with the sex fluids and blood of warriors who die fighting hateful battle. And it's like, just <laughs> this little girl. And yeah, I was like, know. that's why I was saying like the, the priest is like, whoa, whoa, don't <laughs> yeah. scare my daughter. Yeah. Or my, also, she doesn't know what sex fluids are. She doesn't know what sex is yet. bro. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to teach her that when she turned 13. <laughs> <laughs> not him specifically, guys. Right. Definitely well, not him. Yeah, of um, course, of course. Priests would never do that yes. <laughs> to children. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, but yes, then right after the explanation, Oof. it gets right Brutal. into it. And uh, she's stabbed through the stomach yes. with a pike from the ground. Yes. Uh, that's essentially one of those undead rising um and ugh, gosh it's just it's so brutal. oh my goodness it doesn't even show it in detail all it shows is the just the this silhouette. pitch black silhouette yeah. against a grayscale background and oh my goodness you just see the splattered yes. insides coming out and her body just hanging from it now to be fair we have seen half of an infant dr being drunk blood from by the snake yes, guy last yeah, time yeah. however this is very shocking and a little bit cheap by the skeletons. I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> they could have gone for the guy with the sword. Right. But they just decide, you know what? Let's no. scar him a little bit first. Uh, and, which... it's, and it's like like you were saying, yes, we've seen uh, characters that we don't know. Uh, children we don't know specifically, uh, you know, ripped apart and being, you know, on tops of pikes and things like that. But Not this is the first way. like... <laughs> <laughs> taste the best but uh especially when the city's on fire um uh, and then ooh, there's dudes with those tri-tips hats smoke tri hats walking around. <laughs> uh but no this is like the first innocent character that actually has had lines <laughs> yes like, actually and and so you get like you know slightly slightly attached to her for these you know 20 pages or so that she exists and then it gives you that, oh, so no, nobody is safe. Like truly no one around Guts is safe kind of thing. So it ups the stakes of the whole comic at this point. Yes, this, this, uh, the first chapter, in my opinion, it's like setting up the, the world. The second chapter sets up the nightmare, which right. is like th this series, so many chapters, you're like, oh, well, clearly this is just a nightmare. Right. And then it's not. And then the nightmares progressively get more intense and worse. And it never is a nightmare. Yeah. But every time it happens, your brain just goes, this is such a drastically bad, un unwinnable situation that it can't be real. Right. And Guts just says, hey, stay in the wagon. I'm used to this. He even says, like, it comes with the territory. Right. Like, there's that line, too. Um, the priest is like, oh, my gosh, my my Colette, she she did. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the, the priest, I love how the priest just dies off camera. Like, it doesn't even. He, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
But not to get too ahead of ourselves here, Guts uh, throws some little uh, little pinpricks at these these oh, skeletons yeah. here. Yeah, I don't. I I mean, it's cool. He goes into like shadow face demon eye mode here. Uh, I think, and then or no, that's after this, right? Sorry. Uh, yes, uh, yes. So first is the throwing knives, and I was like throwing knives at skeletons that doesn't seem like a great strategy because like to just, start with the foreplay you know, yeah uh, last <laughs> but, time we started with the blaster bolts yes. you know to then... be fair the throwing knife seemed to crush the skulls <laughs> like somehow penetrate the eye or whatever in the skulls or whatever they but, do uh, he he thinks of them as like weaker enemies and so he just right. shoves those things uh but then it makes a point of showing the the munch sound of the eye actually relighting and the skeleton's not dead yes um, so he makes a point to say, hey, guess what? The undead, you, well, you can't kill them because yep. they're dead. Uh, and so. I mean, man, this this brought me back to Elden Ring and other FromSoft games where uh, Miyazaki being inspired by Berserk. But also, I mean, <laughs> Berserk is not the first thing to show skeletons that come back to life or whatever, too. But yes. uh, but as classic uh, in most your average video game or your average you know, D&D campaign you know, skeletons are like the shittiest, some of the shittiest enemies. They're, yeah, the, they're, the weak ones. They're one step up from rats in the sewer, right? In yeah. the beginning or of the game. Or little blobs, yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but they, in FromSoft games, they are supremely annoying because A, it's a FromSoft game, so any even shitty enemy can kill you pretty quickly. Yes. But also you have to kill them twice because they fall to the ground and then they, after like a few seconds, when you're then fighting something else, they spawn back up at yep. full health and whatever too. And they're really fucking annoying. So you got to hit their skulls a few more times yes. and then their life essence. will. You basically have to crush them when they're a pile on the ground during a very specific window before their magic reanimates them. But however, uh, in this scenario, uh, because it is just a hunk of iron that guts is swing around at the time. Yes. Uh, these skeletons just keep coming back right. the whole night. Just right. this group of skeletons. <laughs> <Yeah>. So he, <laughs> whereas he could run but he can't that, right. that's the theme here like he will always be haunted by yes. these things they will always follow him yeah because it's it's funny too like you think about he could just run but then he'll go to some other chunk of the forest or some other plane yep. and just more different types of demons will fucking form out of nothing and you know fuck with him so he's like i mean he's exploding these skeletons though which is really cool oh yeah he well he's he's in in he's in his five nights at freddy's right now yes like yeah. he, he, it's, it's about like 3 a.m and all the the fucking skeletons are out yep. he has to, he just has to deal with it he can't be off the shift yep. right um and oh man yes the the one-eyed uh shadow face you know whatever lord <laughs> yes yeah uh gosh I, I was talking about the perspective in that other you know wagon shot I love how because the panels are completely vertical here. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's just these huge shots of you know skeletons being cleaved, and then his sword actually almost acts as a panel divider because of its just its its sheer height, right, girth, right. whatever, and it leads the eye directly to where his face is shadowed. I, I love it. Um, and then again with the blood trajectory or guts, I, guts trajectory, the, the or rather <laughs> I guess insides trajectory yes, yeah, yeah. of the, the skeleton. Bones, yeah. Uh, just spiraling out of control. It's it's great. Yeah. Um, one of the best parts of Berserk, just seeing dudes being cleaved in half. Yeah, I mean it's it's the the pacing of Berserk. It, it's never it's not always perfect. It's I mean it's fucking rare to find a movie or any media where the pacing is like perfect. But um, that's why they say like one of the many reasons that Back to the Future, the first movie, is like considered one of the most perfect scripts. Like because it's like 
everything, every part of the Buffalo is used by the end of the movie. Like they didn't introduce anything that wasn't, you know, capped at the end. Uh, and the pacing is so tight and it's never staying too long. It's never whatever, but like there are definitely chunks of berserk that, uh, get very much into just the, and I think Mira does it on purpose where it's like, not to bore you, but it's like, look at all this trivial shit that these pompous assholes are talking about in terms of politics or we got to go do this when the war strategy and it's, you know, dudes with bad haircuts fighting over this <laughs> dumb shit. And meanwhile, you have just come from, you know, 60 pages of watching guts get through some harrowing, horrible thing. And yes. so, you know, you, it's, it's good to show that juxtaposition, but sometimes they go on a little long, but, uh, but this, these first two uh, chapters just fucking move. And I will say, I mean, as someone that has binged most of it, recently the whole thing just moves right and if anything yeah. the pacing's too fast later on where i want a little more of the hey i want to like get inside guts head a little bit i want to get inside um these like you know in these like mira has some of the the greatest monologues whether they are internal or external too like there's so many good lines especially like once griffith you know gets in and and uh, yes. or skull knight or you know shit like that so yeah um but uh is this do we get uh uh, he's still he's still exploding fools right now. Yes, right? and yeah. an, another great shot with the the sword. I had to put on my red and blue uh, paper glasses here because his sword was coming out of the page with yes. some three D action. <laughs> um, but a, as a side note, next to his foot, it's a little detail, but the skeleton that he is just cleaving half again. The eyes are lit once again, yes. so he's going to have to fight these guys a bunch of times. Yes. It shows more in the the mist in the rest of the forest. They all charge. He's and this is, this is like seven to eight hours of darkness that he's doing this in. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, because at first he's thinking, well, you know, this I, I kind of spoiled it, but the the priest does die. Um, but he still thinks that there's people he has to protect so he can't move from this spot. Right. Uh, and so he's just he's just cleaving through guys. Puck is eating some popcorn, watching him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course, he, well, he's being amazed that Guts is able to do all this right. by himself. This is He's also kind of like absorbing his emotions and like continuing to get traumatized like puck is like he continues to just be like oh my god this is so fucked up and and you know whether it's just the in the moment feelings or is he also um uh absorbing the entirety of guts's situation as well mm. you know and and uh mirror is really good about putting in little details of uh trend or transitional details uh, that sometimes I won't notice on my first time reading because they just blend in so much. Mm -hmm. But uh, in the scene with Puck watching Guts, there's actually a little bit in the bottom left of one of them. You can see the hair oh, I didn't notice and that. shoulder of Colette. Mm. Your focus is Puck because he's quite you know bright and right. glowing and the, you know, the sound so effects uh, and that too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but But you see her. And this is important because... Uh, Puck alerts him with another jump scare shock of yes. the priest just eyes rolled back, tongue out. That's a oh my yeah. goodness, being held by that was supposed his... to be for that thirteenth birthday, you know, <laughs> <laughs> birds in the weeds. Yes, uh, now we see where the blood and sex fluids come from, yes. uh, right yes. from the priest. <laughs> now, um, it, he's being held by his hair, his balding head, yes. uh, by Colette, who has, oh, yeah. I guess, been reanimated. Uh, and smiling just for, you know, horror movie effect, I yeah. suppose. Uh, I wrote uh, Guts is watching Colette 2 back with a vengeance. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, and he is really freaked out because, you know, just seeing her alive again 
in a weird way, not obviously really alive, but yes. um, killing the one person he needed to protect last because he, let's He's be honest, stunned. he doesn't care about Puck. Right. He's Ugh. like, he is, this is the first time we see, other than seeing the fetus in various situations. Oh, yeah. This is the first time that Guts is stunned by like a living person. Completely standing upright, not in any sort of guard, yeah. by the way. He's, well, he's in the Dooku guard, but that's yeah. not, that doesn't count. <laughs> um, and he's just, it just shows the, uh, it's a very common thing um, in manga when you're having a memory of someone or usually a sad memory uh, of someone you liked or someone that, you know, was important, at least in a few moments. Right. Too. There's this big white background mm-hmm. that's pretty common, uh, almost like your mind's eye. Yes. And yeah. it shows guts with his eyebrows, especially accentuated yeah. here, <laughs> like having that kind of that wrinkle there to really show that he's just, oh, my gosh, yeah. like what has happened? Um, like it, as if it's not enough that she got stabbed through the stomach, she's back and killed her, you know, was it grandfather or is it her? I think it's her dad. I think he says my daughter. Yeah, 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 pretty yeah. sure. Uh, and he's just completely, you know, frozen. Yeah. Remembering the, the, the little girl that he, you know, he knew for a matter of hours, but still like, yes, you know, a few, a few hours with multiple moments of kindness is enough to be like, holy shit. Like these, the, he knew that the, I mean, especially with, what he knows at this point, but the reader does not technically know unless you've read further. He knows what the, these demon things are capable of, which is also like kind of surprising in a way that it's like, well, he went through something a billion times even worse than this. But uh, again, that's where I wonder was, was all of that planned out to the extent it was. Mm-hmm. And all, but also, and also it's one of those things where it's like, it's, Maybe it's never not shocking. Guts is never like completely dead. He just tries to play like he's puffed up and stronger and doesn't care about anyone and whatever for this exact reason. Like we get like the first, the first um, uh, opportunity for the reader to see, oh, Guts does have truly like there's been the little hint, the little visual things like you're mm, saying, looking at yep. the card of slaves and you're, well, they were going to be meat, but um that kind of, but seeing him, oh, he does have a heart and a soul somewhere in there, you know. And that he's also very selective. Like it's it's very right. intentional what he's noticing with that, right? Like it doesn't do, do a flashback of Colette and the priest. It's Colette. In fact, you he looks back in shock originally. You think it's because it's the priest's head, right? But it's actually because it's her doing it. Yes. Um, which I mean, both would be shocking, but yeah. Yes. He gets stabbed. Another full white frame yeah. where he just. <laughs> He says, all right, well, I'm going to cleave her into, he pauses for a second yep. and then he does it, right? Shock. That's... It's like shock is the, yep. is the sound effect, which is very effective. Oh yep. She was also approaching him with a, a pretty cool looking like Conan the Barbarian style sword too, like one of the Skelling- Skellington's <laughs> swords. Yeah, um, it looks kind of like that one that uh, Hop used in <laughs> Stranger Things. Oh, yes, yeah, fucking... exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was the Conan the Barbarian sword from Albion, oh, where yeah. you ordered your swords and we trained with, too. Yes. That was the first down. dumb thing that, like, got them on the map was, like, their movie recreation swords. Yes. Uh, and now they make, you know, well, now, but they have they very quickly had other stuff, too. But uh, never had a desire, though. It's cool looking, but it would just be something that hangs on your wall. But Right, right. And then it throws you right back into the action with actually the grayscale, right? Yes. It, it's it's been this kind of white, white like the shock is happening, yeah. a bunch of white, then some splatters, and boom, back into the skeletons coming towards guts. And guts is a pukin here. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something that I wasn't fully sure why. He's Same. Puking. I was, I was like, and, and oh, sorry, we have to. I think you said it briefly, but like 
uh, Colette's body by the demon kind of shallowly stabs guts. Like he, she doesn't, she gets it in what looks like maybe an inch or two. So like it's in the, um, kind of on the side of his abdomen where his belt is. Mm. And that's that, you know, he let his guard down. He was just standing there. And so part of me is like, this can't be that this wound already went septic and he's puking from the inside. I think it's still because of the shock of what happened. Um, but again, like there are later times where, uh, you know, worse things with children right in front of guts have happened yeah. and he didn't barf after that. You know, so again, it's a, it's not a criti- criticism at all. It's cool to see, oh, we don't know if Mira had every little meticulous detail. And also, th- you know, three years later, you're going to go back and go, oh, I should retcon it and make sure, <laughs> make it so that guts didn't barf after cutting the little girl in half when she was possessed by a demon and stabbed him. So yes. um, and, not, uh, not a critique, just fun to notice these little, possible inconsistencies too you know yeah and uh puck of course feeling every moment of it um you know vicariously yes uh as you can see he's crying and just shivering from all the the grief which i i guess makes a lot more sense if we think of him puking because of the yes the cleaving the girl in half also something that i i'm obsessed with this with like any any fictional story any story in general that has loss of power or loss of limbs or, you know, guts is very much a, um, uh, <laughs> shortly disabled man. I mean, he's disabled forever, but he's, he just kind of power, literally just powers through it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. Mira doesn't want you to think that he doesn't have good depth perception because he only has one eye. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like he, he overcomes all these challenges. He has a, yeah. uh, metal arm that luckily is below the elbow so he can still bend it and things. But, the the panels where he's in shock barfing then he's like touching the blood on his face with the three scratches with his metal hand and Mm. it's like surprising amount of dexterity of the fingers of that metal hand where he's like subtly touching with like raising one finger then the middle finger a little like i always thought it was just it was you know as we learn later it was magnetized so that it could hold on to a sword you know and yes, so yes. <laughs> it's like but you know there are metal hands even even 30 years ago that if you bent it or or you you moved it certain ways or whatever then the fingers would do certain things i don't know but i think it's just one of those things where it's early yet we shouldn't nitpick that much uh, but i always get obsessed with like wait could he move all of each of his fingers with the metal hand or whatever but like there's even shit that happens way later on where because he doesn't have that dexterity with the fingers. Like he like lets somebody go and fall or like something like that. But um, anyway, just like it's, it's more of that shock stuff. He continues to puke. Um, yeah. I think I, I kept looking back and forth because that was another confusing thing for me. Like, is it his wound opening up that he's right. bleeding from? Is it the skeleton that is looming over him? Like, like actually above him that is dripping some sort of glue right. onto him. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. don't get the benefit of color in this scenario, exactly, which is unfortunate. Yeah. However, that's a good point. I never thought maybe it was implying that the skeleton is creeping up behind him yes. and dripping onto his cheek. And that's what he's feeling or yeah, something like the alien on the ceiling. Kind yes. Of thing, yeah. Right? <laughs> However, I think it's to, because, you know, knowing Mira, Mira with the transitional small details, I think it could be the blood that has been splattered from him cleaving Colette and oh, it shows a frame afterward yeah, you're right. of, and there is a few drips that have splattered to that direct. Spot. It has that whole panel where it's just those little bits of blood drops flying yes. in white space. So yeah. You're probably right. Cause then he's, and then he's 
still in shock going oh this is her blood on my face and, yes because you know. why would he be why would he be shocked about his own blood right. the only explanation it's it's got to be that or just the skeleton which is dripping goo yeah. i don't think it's the skeleton yeah. it's it would be too boring yeah um and then it, which transitions perfectly into he's still shocked he cleaves the guy in half because he has to and then he throws up like yeah he's like i have her blood on my face um, anyway, uh, he throws up again. They make sure to show a really nice shot of him doing it too. Yep. Like in all the detail. Yep. Um, I, th- as a uh, little sword report, um, thing here, uh, he does a kind of ward here with his sword against the spear. That's, uh, the skeleton throws at him or shoves at him. I yeah. Guess. He uses the flat. Uh, he uses the flat. It's, it still looks like it's not, I mean, it might be hitting his arm. It's a little hard to tell with the perspective here, but um it it does its job because it's almost a shield like you can't really treat how he's handling this sword as a normal sword like he'll use a a few times quite a few times actually as a shield yeah he can he can get like i don't know 48 percent of his body behind the sword like he he can get at least his vital parts behind the sword a lot of times because he'll he'll straight up use it like a uh fucking spartan you know style you know full body shield thing so yes Um, but yeah not technically like warding with the flat like we would do with more equal weapons fighting each other you know but yes. but it's cool to see you you just don't see it as much you don't see it in star wars at all because nothing really has an edge <laughs> in star wars it's all lightsabers and stuff you know so um yes. there's a lot of leverage you can get and also just the the uh the shock absorption the raw shock absorption um when you're going edge on edge whew, you feel that shit run up your fingers and arm and whatever uh and then you're not gonna be able to to keep that bind where you want it because you're going to be bouncing all over the place or getting sliced up. But with the flat feels like it. when you do it right at the right time, it just kind of sucks in and kind of magnetizes. So, it, yeah. or that's what it feels like. He remembers his form in this time of throwing up. It's, yes. It's yeah. great. <laughs> uh, and something I love, it, we get a really lovely oh, yeah, uh, two page yeah. shot of just a bunch of skeletons and the um, shadow face guts again. Uh, I like that even though these are random skeleton enemies that who cares? We know they're all going to die. He still puts in a ton of detail into every single oh, one yeah. of them. Like, like I would, insane. if that was a poster, I would fucking frame that and put it on my wall easily. You know? And actually some of the least detail is in guts own face. Yeah, which yeah. is just <laughs> like, you get to see the fluff on the back of some like, you know, wolf skin that the, the skeleton. Right. Has, right. But you don't get to yeah, see they have, his, they detail. have kind of like a barbarian, like almost like a Nordic sort of look yes, to them. You yes. know, most of their helmets have like, like horns on them yeah, they've yeah. got skirt, some sort of fur skins the, yeah. the kind of armor too uh and then you know we, we get some nice sunlight yeah and i, yeah, I feel ends like very abruptly <laughs> yeah uh we i feel like we see this sort of scene uh in the 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 band of the hawk era where he's fighting a lot of people yes, too uh, yes, it, yeah. it's a very iconic moment that that happens and yes. the sun is just shining and he's leaning on his sword yep. this one he's standing up though yeah uh, which is insane by the way yeah <laughs> um but yeah it, the... god he has amazing stamina <laughs> <laughs> he went all night yeah uh sword's still hard <laughs> it's got blood all over though yeah uh, let's, let's not delve too much into that, that was from colette it's from... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it was her 13th birthday oh boy <laughs> Uh, yes. So we get to see the spirits all leave the, the corpses, the yes. skeletons into the, I'm assuming dissolve into the light or perhaps they just leave. I don't know. It's, it's very yeah, uncertain. They, it's, it's very much, uh, the old trope of the witching hour that, you know, it's, it's kind of a weird trope too. Like it's always, it's especially with, you know, as much as Steve and I have talked 
about the nature of the paranormal and the kind of the kind of fast and loose rules or lack thereof there are where it's like all these all these ghost shows are like we can only go investigate at night because that's when it's most active it's like mm. no that's when you're the most scared <laughs> um and if you get into the whole like oh our ghost kind of a psychic projection from you then yeah if you're more scared you're going to put more energy in the place my point being when incorporeal things these are of course supposed to be beings of pure evil that you know they really exist i was born in the dark you know like a bunch of banes out there <laughs> you got a but, southern twist there yeah. <laughs> hey there boy i was born in the dark. A little foghorn <laughs> bane horn uh, <laughs> but uh it's like if you didn't have a corporeal body and you existed now kind of outside of space time as a ghost why the fuck would you care <laughs> whether the physical sun or moon was out you know what i mean like it's such a weird thing but it, yeah it makes for a better story because you as the living human are more scared during that time now to be fair it is statistically correct that uh most paranormal activity is around what they would call the witching hour which is around 3 a.m right so mm. but like they're like oh does that have something to do with the phase of the moon or that it's the it's the true you know, apex of the moon. So it's the darkest point of the night. I don't know, whatever, but um, we can go on forever about that. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's always a funny thing where uh, in stories like this, it's like the light isn't necessarily killing the demons, but they cannot exist. They cannot keep any sort of energy or form because that is the antithesis of where they were born. I would think. Yes. You know? And in the world building part of Berserk's universe, uh, the technical reason for this is actually because at this point, the two, the spirit world and the actual world still have a divided line. Yes. yes there is. Yes, yes. It's the, these kind of demons are not just allowed to wander freely with, right. you know, no regard for anything. They have to seclude themselves to the night. Right. Um, but guts know. sort of stands between both. Yes, a little bit. So uh, the last he's holding in the door. Hold door. Yeah. Um, <laughs> spoiler. <alert>. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which speak, speaking of which, spoiler alert. Um, he he looks over. You know, even after all this fighting, he looks over again to Colette's corpse. Yep. Um, and just another dot dot dot. That's the yeah. most things are said whenever Guts looks yep. at the camera and says yep. dot dot dot. Uh, I, I feel like in manga and anime in general the ellipses and the saying someone's name as your reaction to big emotional news are the most common and therefore telling that, you know, yes. repeating just someone's name. I kind of hate you know. that yes, in anime. Like I when they, too. especially my <laughs> least favorite one is when they say, but I, well, if he only, he hadn't, and then it never like the the viewer yep. doesn't know what they're talking right. about, right? And then they just won't ever finish the sentence, yep. and they won't even pay it off later in the episode. Yeah. You have to find like episodes and episodes later, yep. like oh, they were talking about this. Yep. It's like when the mastermind villain is laying out their mysterious yeah. plan, <laughs> and you have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Imagine that, but just always prevalent always. in anime. Yes. So that's not so much here. It's more I like the dot dot dots because it just gives the viewer time to think as yeah. well. Um, but <laughs> and, and Japanese language, the culture around Japanese language too, is that Japanese is a lot about what goes unsaid and what is implied because mm -hmm. they are not a boisterous individualist communicator society like we are, where it's like, I'm going to fucking tell you exactly what I'm feeling. You know, it's like, they're much more, they're trying to be polite in general. Um, and uh, this is all stuff I learned from Japanese class too, where it's like, even the 
even the soft non-pronunciations like when people say like oh you know what talks you joey des like it's like i am joey um like des desu is the form to be but nobody says the you really you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's it's kind of a whispered little thing which is all throughout japanese language in general because it also reflects their culture too so yes anyway. and uh, a little point to uh colette uh you know stabbing her her father the priest <laughs> Um, and then guts being stabbed. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. (laughs) Stabbing him in the head, in the neck. Yes. Uh, (laughs) He stabbed, she stabbed him all the way horizontally through the neck. (laughs) Yes. He punched me in the face with a chair. Yes. Um, But yeah. And then guts getting kind of, you know, stabbed in his, in his gut, uh, by her as well. Kind of reminds me. You stabbed me in the me. (laughs) (laughs) You stabbed me in the berserk. Yeah. <laughs> ah, damn it! Have you have you seen a uh, Full Metal Alchemist before? No, I'm supposed to watch uh, the Brotherhood version. Apparently, yes, you are yeah. supposed to watch that. <laughs> However, the, the other one's not bad. Yeah. It just goes its own way, mm-hmm. and uh, Brotherhood is really good. Uh, but so, okay, well, for those of you out there who have watched it, I'll try to word this carefully. But guy with glasses uh, and spiky hair uh, situation. Mm-hmm. So I won't say any more <laughs> because I don't like to give yeah. spoilers. But yes, that is a very uh, just picturing <laughs> telling moment. Tentacle rape porn now. <laughs> um, yes, with little girl. All right. Yeah. Uh, then guts does his Joker laugh uh, because and and covers his mouth like yes. that's what reminded me of the the Joker yes, move yeah, me yeah. the move me movie. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. very strained laugh. Yeah, yes, and he's back to his smiling guts, right? Yep. The uh, which kind of now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just getting random ideas right now. Um, but do you remember how uh, his wolf later is always this grimace grinning? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's probably the the primal like uh, oh the the bad voice, the little devil on his shoulder. Yes, um, version of himself, right? He's like ah, if you were always worried about crushing the ants beneath you, you won't be able to walk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which uh, is my favorite line of nice. the chapter. I almost took that one, but I took another one. Ooh, yeah. yes. Is it? It's a good one. Yes. It's his uh, Confucius say uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> of the chapter, which I think is funny. Well, and, um, and I can't remember if you mentioned it or not, but he laughs because the first thing that Puck says to him is, "Hey, this wasn't your fault." You know, like, 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 because he can tell. You know, he can feel what Guts is feeling literally because he absorbs those, you know, I guess elves are hyper empaths, but, um, but he's trying to tell him like, it wasn't your fault, you know, and, you know, a normal person after going that would be like, thank you, you know, but I can't, I just can't escape the guilt of Colette and I'll I'll see her eyes forever and whatever. He's just like fucking dying laughing, you know? (laughs) Yes. And also another nod to Guts as a character, his dot, dot, dots, right? Um, he always takes like two or more frames to process something mm. before he, go- he shows any emotion. Yeah. The only time it's an instant reaction is when someone tries to touch him, right? Yes. He's always like, yeah, don't yeah. touch me. He's mm. very um, viscerally like, he does not Bothered like that, it, right? Yeah. Um, but the other ones, almost every kind of emotion, like when the priest says something, he takes it in and then he responds, right? Mm-hmm. Like every single time. It's It's very cool. Um, element that you know you just assume mira is showing off different sides of guts's face but no he's 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 processing emotions he's yes. processing he's filtering say. emotions yeah. so that he can come up with a response that is very calculated yes because he doesn't ever want to again he wants to people people that have been traumatized which i mean is most people just you know whether it's kind of small t or capital t is you know everyone has their own kind of cocktail of that but uh yeah most people react with a 
defense mechanism. <laughs> and mm-hmm. a lot of that, you know, for your average person, especially when there's been some sort of um, physical or emotional abuse for long periods, it's the, it's either pushing people away like guts has, or the opposite where you become codependent on other people, especially the people that are good to you. And then you like people either become addicted or they become repulsed by other, you know what I mean? It's all, it's like the kids that get abused by their parents. A lot of it's, it is about half and half that they grow up to abuse themselves or they grow up being like the greatest, you know, not always perfect parents, but like completely, you know, um, striving to be parents that give their kids autonomy and freedom and safety and like all that stuff too, you know? Yeah. So, um, anyway, and this, this is where we get that line that you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he's getting taunted. Those, those demons once again are saying how basically in a nutshell, your physical and metaphysical parts belong to us. And we want them. Like we want your ears. We want your eyes. We, we, we also want your heart and we want your fear. We want too. your heart. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's, and are they going to get it? Well, we don't know, yes. but, um, it, and it, you know, it's not just him having a schizophrenic breakdown here because puck can hear it too. Like yes. he, he can very clearly hear this. Um, which is interesting that these happen now after the sunlight is out uh, and the, the little ghosty guys have gone their own way from the, from the corpses. Right. He's still being haunted by this. Yeah. Like guts never gets a rest um, mentally in the day, you know, physically at night. Yeah. He just, he can't. He can't I, I also assume just from like a tactical perspective, I'm guessing because he's in a dense forest they're still floating up through the shadows of the trees where they still have a yes. little bit of connection you can to see their eyes in the know, shadows. Exactly yeah. what you're saying. Yes. And then he, he just gets so fed up. He's yeah. like, shut the hell up. Uh, and I'm going to just blast this, this arm cannon into the sky. Yeah. yeah he, it's the classic. Yeah. Uh, put the, you know, blast the pistol shot up in the air to get the crowd to calm down or, or yes. shut up or scatter the, the birds, birds or yep, whatever. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and and I love again the perspective thing using the panels, yeah, very yeah. vertical panicle, panicle, panicles. <laughs> <laughs> I just made a new word. Um, he, his blast goes straight up, which is again how these panels are divided. Um, just like his sword was, you know, cutting the panels before. Really great. And then you see again some great eyebrow work here. He's always having that you know downward eyebrow, that's gritty eyebrow. Mm. And then this one, it's upturned because he's just. You, he's. I feel like Guts is living constantly at his almost limit point, yes, almost exactly. his breaking point. He's always on that line. He's he never gets into the comfort safety part. He he like he dips his toes into it. Right. right. He gets to dry off his hair in the wagon. But every night, every day, he's always doing this, and that's when Puck says, uh, "This is the world Guts lives in." Yes. Uh, and I wrote that Guts he busts out his um, Sony Walkman. And he starts playing Taylor Swift, shake it off. And he shakes it <laughs> off, throws his cape around him, turns and walks out of the forest. But has little skeleton like noises and like, yeah. like the little, little bones clinking. They're playing on the xylophone yeah. with them and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Very pirates and, uh, of the Caribbean. Yes. Um, and then, Hey, Puck looking like a snack again when he's got that head turn. <laughs> oh on yeah. That other true. Page. He's just like, he does the, the like model hair flip. Seductively yep. looking back. Uh, at Puck, turning towards Buck, uh, Puck, toward Guts. No, towards uh, Berserk Man. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love that little, the, you know, that little Pokemon, the one with the electricity, you know, they call him Pokemon. Yeah. Um, yes. Pokemon. Every, fu- yeah, every fucking, everyone thought Pikachu, everyone's grandma thought Pikachu was Pokemon. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we. It's. I mean, this is a repeat of the first chapter. It's. It's ending on uh, the end of an insanely massive, horrific, <laughs> fucking fight that Puck is witnessing. And but it's cool because at first I thought, oh, that's just you know. Um, Mira trying to show day to day to day kind of existence to to put home the point that this is guts endless seemingly endless existence, but it shows uh, Puck's now more nuanced and empathetic reaction. Like the first chapter, he ends with him going, "God, that fucking guy's berserk." Like he is, <laughs> hey, yes. he thinks he's berserk too. His name, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's like my name is guts, but, uh, man. Get it right. <laughs> but but now. He just feels because and and it's and it's it's really powerful in the sense where it's like we have reactions to, um, you know, homeless people on the street. Like you know, like we'll make. I try not to, but in the you know, you like you see homeless people going crazy or doing something nuts, and you're like, oh fucking look at that fucking crazy guy. You know, like they're yeah. they're yelling at at a, a bus stop picture for ten minutes. You know, while you're or a wall. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and and so it's easy to see the humor in that you know if you just have kind of cynical absurdist sense of humor like i do but our so our first impression is oh that guy's fucking crazy what's going on you know whatever but then imagine if you could follow that guy day to day or even go back in time and see what led to that and of course this is putting yourself in you know someone's shoes like it's a cliche but it's like imagine how different your reaction might be if you had the nuance that like in this example puck has by seeing this happen multiple times and then then you just feel like god this fucking guy goes to this place in the morning this fucking guy and this is like the homeless this is the fictional homeless guy story right it's like he goes to this place to get food this this guy there like beats him up every morning because he tries to take his food and he waits for like you just see this whole crazy you know day-to-day thing Mm -hmm. and uh so it was a little more powerful. I was like, oh, it's not just, you know, Mira saying, let's just show another day in the life of Guts. It's like showing Puck, who is still at this point, the only the only tie to a sane person we have as the reader in this world after these two chapters, you know, because Guts is still in this like weird anti-hero, almost villain, superhero territory kind of thing. You don't know what to think of Quite it a mix, yet, yeah. You know, so... Uh, also the um the little speech bubbles used i think this is the first time we see the fluffy type speech bubble but it is oh yeah, yeah. develop that this is the world guts lives in yes which i'm mm. theorizing might be puck actually his thoughts yeah, um, yeah because almost like a thought bubble in a way yes um and it always it, so far two for two chapters guts just keeps walking yep he keeps walking and it, it shows him, you know, turned off in the distance. They could have ended it there. And then they show just the road. Like he keeps going on this road. Yes. This yeah. That top down, the drone shot of yeah. him. <laughs> the, <top. laughs> the puck, the puck drone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and there you go. You know, yeah. it, and also puck wasting a little bit of that fairy dust for no reason. He yes. should be using that on I guts <laughs> uh, just to, you know, have a little sparkle Disney trail behind right. him, like a little unnecessary. Yes. But. yes. Yeah. And I, I, I legit, my, nerdy ass wonders like oh does he have you know does it take him like a day to recover fairy dust if he uses too much or you know and they even joke about it later where he's like you know healing guts like crazy and one of the other characters is like hey come on like he's he's like he's like come on you got to heal him faster he's like hey i'm almost out for the day he says something like that you know (laughs) but of course i'm reading into it because i get obsessed about this it's like that that scene in peter pan where they like he flicks tinkerbell's ass like three times and it just salt shakes all that onto him yeah so satisfying um uh, yes <laughs> but uh yeah that's the end of 
the brand the brand yes <laughs> yes the brand swordsman yes named berserk uh, <laughs> um yeah no my my favorite line was like this is the world guts lives in because it just is like even even as someone who's now read up through you know up, i don't know six or seven volumes um to current it never that line is actually hits home more because you're like god this just keeps going for mm. years of guts life you know um because yes. i think we find out too it's not a spoiler it's just like kind of some math but i think we find out this this prologue which is the flash to the present uh these first few chapters before the golden age arc happens mm-hmm. are within that like two year span where he leaves the place where he got dragon slayer and his armor and yes. all that stuff and he's he's left his party back there <laughs> yep and that becomes a huge um yeah again so two years i mean again think of this like uh, seven no 800 and fucking to whatever 40 days or you know what i mean or like a seven something like mm-hmm. of even if it was just that but it's not it's been more than that and it continues to yeah. be more afterwards you know but uh uh i get tired after you know fucking 10 minutes of sparring or something so um i can't imagine having his endurance yes. um, and yeah you said yours was the uh, if you're always worried about crushing the ants beneath you, you won't be able to walk. Yeah. Which is funny because it's all, that's also not untrue. Like that sounds heartless. And if you are a supervillain saying that, then yeah, it's just showing your, your sociopathy. But, um, but it's true. Like even in therapy, it's like when you have a hyper sense of responsibility, like I do because of like my parents' divorce primarily when I was five, mm-hmm. um, I've had to work on not worrying about every little ant that I walk on, but you know what I mean? It's like everything can't be perfect all the time in just the way, or you can't the old cliche, you can't um, make an omelet without breaking a few eggs kind of thing. You know, so, <laughs> um, same kind of shit, but, um, but yeah, uh, overall, I think for the sword report, um, we saw lots of kind of middle ages weaponry. Like we were saying, almost like Norse Norman energy, and, uh, you know, showing that these skeletons are a few hundred years old before the current kind of renaissance time that they are living in. in. Yeah. Lots of chips in them. You know, these things have been de- deteriorating. Yeah, sour cream and onion, barbecue, yeah. tortilla. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, to mix with the uh, blood and, and sex. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Incubus dip. Um, yep. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, pretty good overall, I would say. Um, he even uh, there's that didn't seem to be any ground hits. Um, he, he takes a knee at one point, but he's still doing a pretty, he, he does a pretty good job of cutting in front of him in a way. I mean, A, it's cause his sword is fucking, you know, whatever, six, seven feet long, but, um, cutting in a way that his arms aren't low, like so many other sword depictions, endless sword depictions where people, people are almost as if they're, they're cutting as if they're cutting at the ground instead of cutting at their opponent's vitals or their hands um you know it's it always looks cool to spin on your like to do some isidro shit late like later on for you know when isidro comes in the mix be way down the line yes he's uh he's rolling around like a monkey and you know slashing legs and stuff like that but that's because he's like you know three foot five or something like yeah, that it's but, like he's three years old yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah he's he is even in some shots he's keeping extended and yep. stuff uh which is which is always good. He's keeping it high also because his sword is so big that if he lowered it at all, it would be smacking and scraping the ground, which would uh, limit his movement. You know. So but yeah, there there are some shots which, of course, are just for the sheer spectacle of it. Where yeah. His his he's doing kind of like a wind up 
for his sword to actually hit something, which yes. he kind of has to. It's the classic like hand completely behind his back just right, to right, right. get the sword to go somewhere. But which, he's one handing it. Like yes. that's the impressive part. So. Which see in that in that scene, I didn't know if he was like just running towards them or if that's the after um flow of a strike like if that, that is the like, afterflow but yeah. then the one before oh, he yeah, is yeah. just running at them so yeah, true, th- yeah both are true little little naruto um, run here yeah now there was a naruto run in um vinland saga that i did not appreciate but <laughs> you know it's fine uh <laughs> but he, but, uh back to the way he's holding like it seems like a lot of it may and this might just be because his his uh, left arm is a little bit injured right um but he kind of like winds up with both the hands and then throws it and lets it swing with only his right hand. Yes, like exactly, he lets yeah. go of yeah, his yeah. left hand before like it actually hits stuff, which is a little bit interesting. It maybe it's to uh, practically keep his metal hand open for possible, you know, shock blast with the, you know, the cannon or right. open for throwing knives, whatever. But um, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, but most of it, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, he's, he's almost never shown in any type of, you know, guard or anything because he's right. just he his sword is only out when he's cleaving people and then right. when it's not he's leaning on it because yeah. he's dead tired like, yeah if, if there's if there's one uh description for the battle scenes in all of berserk it's that they're always intensely kinetic there's always movement they're always super dynamic like everything there's and to the point where you have to sometimes just stop and really like where's waldo look at what's going on yeah but it's cool because it's like it's always there you just pass by it so quick because there's something, but then it's, then it's cool. You get to go back and go like, Oh, I can really appreciate uh, every little dust cloud and movement or the scooting of someone's foot or, Oh, I didn't even see these two guys that were killing each other over here in this insane way, you know? So yeah. Um, second to last segment here is I'd fuck puck. So was puck drawn in such a way that you would fuck them. See, I'm always going to let you read the title of that section so yeah. that it will never be on right. record that I've said this <laughs> in my life um, in any situation, however true it might be. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would say, you know, in this chapter compared to the first one, in the first one, it's just kind of showing off what Puck is. Yes. In this one, it is more of an emotional side of things. So, you know, if you're into that kind of emotional thing, you know, yeah. you, you could consider that. Yeah. However. So this is more of like a, I would date Puck or I would love Puck. Exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> but he still is a bug and I'm not into bugs. Yes. So. Of course, the answer is always no. But <laughs> it, makes no. It, it makes it tough when, yeah, you're falling in love with his uh, his empathy and, and, his ass. and care. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that turn shot. Uh, at the end man when he's looking back it's just like oh it's a very you know oh oh was i supposed to be wearing clothes kind of thing or something but... <laughs> i mean me personally i like the pursed lips yes, uh, yes right true. before it you know, it's a little nice touch there uh, uh, uh yeah <laughs> just gotta destroy some hetero toxic heteronormity uh, uh heteronormativity here on the show see steve uh, isn't here so we could say that he would say yes he would fuck yes. puck without him having yep. any retaliation any picture of puck he would fuck in this entire chapter canonically so. yes, yes. Um, so <laughs> no, no. uh and then the uh the most annoying character or the or the character that you just wanted to shut up or whatever who does rickert need to slap most in this chapter so yes. rickert a character we haven't introduced yet Slapping famously, infamously, a character much later in the series that we also haven't been introduced yet. Um, but yeah, who should we call in almost like a summon monster where it's like the Rickert slap. We come yeah, he in. He comes in. He's the eagle and angry <laughs> yeah, bird. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's a, you know, if you can't fail when Rickard comes yes, in. Yes. Uh, yeah. And aside from Puck's ass, uh, we have to. <laughs> right. 
because <laughs> the I'm answer gonna, is always Puck's ass. I'm going to be honest. It's got to be Colette because yeah. however nice she was, clearly her afterlife version of herself was not nice. Yes. Therefore, <laughs> uh, she needs to be slapped. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a big problem. Here. Yeah, uh, I was torn between I was torn between. I mean, really, the only three characters other than Puck in the in the chapter. But um, I'm going to slap the priest because mm, yep. he immediately comes in. Uh, or you know guts immediately comes in after this guy's like trying to convince him to get out of the rain kind of like almost for the excuse to talk shit on what he does for a living which is kind of shitty you know yeah like, i think he feel... clearly sees what guts is like a mercenary yes. and he's like oh are you a, a mercenary one yes. of those people like a typical kind of you know judgmental priest but is trying to hide it with kindness before he tries to like rope you in and so hey i mean uh you know what are you doing on sundays you know kind of shit but then you know, he says uh, very hypocritically guts is like well i don't i don't think priests are that cool and yeah. he's like well oh you shouldn't say yeah, that exactly. it's like what you, you literally just said mercenaries <laughs> yeah. are dog shits like yeah. what <laughs> he's kind of a fucking turd so okay uh, yeah, definitely would have rickert come in and slap yes uh, the priest but um um that is it for the second episode uh, the anti-penultimate episode of uh, uh, No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to wrap this up quick because I have my bladder is about to fucking explode into Puck's ass. No, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you like our show, make sure and subscribe to our show. Tell your friends about the show. Share our show on social media. Share our show on social media. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it makes sure that the word of mouth is always the best review for sure. But please leave us, uh, leave us, please leave us those five star ratings. It helps us. Set to, oh my god, it helps us get found in those algos. It's all about algorithms now, you know. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you want, to, if you like us. You can check out, uh, you can at least check out me, but uh, on my other podcast, check Steve, out, who is man. not here, uh, but that's Probing Ancient Aliens on um, all your favorite podcast services. And we also have a Patreon for that other podcast uh, at patreon.com slash Probing Ancient Aliens, where there are two exclusive extra episodes every month. So um, other than that, I think we're going to walk off through some trees and hope that a handsome little femboy uh, elf is going to follow us after and tend to our emotional needs. So, yes. Uh, bye. Stream. Bye. I'm bye. Later. <laughs>